You want to talk about violence? Violence to you might be pushing by in a figure four. Violence to me is taking a can of gas and pouring it on you and setting you on fire. Like me or not, I didn't come up here to be like. I came up here to get paid. And whoever you put in front of me, I'm going to drop you down. I like to send a shout out to my homeboy, OJ Simpson. Keep up the good work, baby. Two less, we got to worry about. You understand? Keep up the good work. Louis Farrakhan will be the next president. Snoop Dogg, we know you're innocent. You called me last night. You understand? Get ready, Smokey Mountain. So we gonna set this place on fire. Larry Lathan, and I forget if he was Spike or Spot. He was Spot, I think. Spot, Because yeah. Larry Lathan was in the Blonde Bombers, Blonde with, Bombers with Wayne, Wayne Bloom. Wayne, not Wayne Bloom. Wayne Ferris. Wayne Ferris. Jesus Christ. Wayne Bloom are was... We recording? Go, I have no clue. You don't know that. Yes, we are. Welcome to Wrestling is Gross. My name is Bucky. My name is Siobhan, yeah. Uh, Wayne Ferris, uh, one half of the Destruction Crew. Uh, right. Yeah, no, so but, that mean, is those a, are, those a great head of blonde men. hair. In that era, Wayne, Wayne Oh Bloom. yeah, no. I mean, he always had a good head of hair. He still kind of has a good head of hair. What does Wayne uh, Bloom hockey talk? No, wait, no. Wayne Bloom though had a good head oh. of blonde hair. Oh, he always, yeah, he did too. Yeah, but yeah, Wayne. We don't get we don't have Ferris of the show. We we're missing out on an opportunity to have a honky tonk man. We well when we get when we do late seventies early eighties because yeah. that's its own thing. From he's really like, good. He's really good. He's People good. What about honky tonk man is that he's like one of the like top twenty five wrestlers in the world in like you know eighty one. Yeah, but then again, just... half the top twenty five wrestlers in the world were wrestling in Memphis in nineteen eighty one. So oh yeah, yeah. It's like it it's a Math it's a deep that. territory. Yeah, and weirdly, it, yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, they just had the ability to, like, hey, come in for three weeks and then, then fuck off. Yeah. And it's like, you'll get paid well. And it's like, yeah. yeah. And and then they'd maybe nickel and dime their own guys, but only a little. I mean, there's a story of uh, Honky Tonk uh, getting paid, like, $995 on something where he was convinced he was going to get 1000 and bitching to Lawler and Lawler turning to uh, Paula Lawler, uh, the wife at the time, and saying, see, Paula, I told you. I knew he'd be ungrateful. <laughs> Which is a classic Lawler move. Oh, that's... It. All right, so Lala they're cousins, Lala. right? They're cousins? Yes. Yeah, okay. Yeah. All right, we're talking about uh, this week on the podcast, Wrestling is Gross, episode number 87, I think. Um, we're talking about... Appropriate. Uh, is it? Uh, New Jack. Oh, yeah. That's so, not yeah. the same number, though. It's not the same number, it's, but it's as close that as is, you can get li- to well, it. Without... We're gonna get. Hey, one we're, day. Well, and yeah, and that's then the New we'll Jack have... episode. Well, we'll yeah. do it one eighty six as a little joke. Yeah, and then we won't mention it. <laughs> but people like eagle eyed listeners, eagle eared listeners will remember one eighty six and one to grow on. Yeah, yeah. That's the. That's it. Um. This is episode 87. We are doing uh, Southern Tag Team Wrestling in the 1990s, um, past the heyday of such things. Uh, obviously, the tag team. The time of Pogs. Yes, yes. Um, the time of uh, uh, the Macarena and, and so on and so forth. <laughs> uh, yeah. uh, other dances. The, uh, the Achy Breaky Heart, right? The Boot Scoot and um, Boogie. Batman the Animated Series. Yes. <laughs> uh, the, the heyday of American a- animation. That's I mean, true. All that, that is shit is so beautiful. Dude. Absolutely it's crazy. true. That show uh, is the pinnacle of it, but a lot, even the shitty cartoons back then looked pretty cool. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, uh, that like Gargoyles, STAS, yeah. oh, fucking, because yeah. oh, yeah. uh, I'm going to 
just say S-T-A-S to do it. S-T-A-S. Uh, hey, no, we all know what you're talking about. <laughs> Superman. The I know, we, no, I do. I did. I wasn't joking. I know you know. But yeah, fuck that's a good it. show. Uh, hey Arnold is stunning and it's shadowing. Simpsons looks incredible. You know uh, what show and- looks like shit, but on purpose? Fucking Rugrats. It's like they. Rugrats- it's, it's it's like uh, you watch it now and you realize, oh, this is a this is a stylistic choice. It's a good style. Yeah, I mean, it looks styli- awful, but it was on purpose. <laughs> yeah, then you'd get like this, like that looks awful on purpose, but it's a good stylistic choice, and it'd be like Squidbillies, and I'm like, yeah. I love Squidbillies. I'm on a bad shit in this, but also I understand anybody being like. Not my favorite. No, the fuck not. Or not just like favorite. or like twelve ounce mouse or something, yeah. which was barely animated. Had me longing for the days of like just Flash, Brack, and <laughs> Space Ghost. Um, yeah. No, alright. So this is so we we ended up landing on two uh, Smoky Mountain matches, two USWA matches from the nineteen hundred and nineties. Um and I think we're gonna do we're gonna do Smoky Mountain first, the Smoky Mountain half. First. Yeah, yeah, I believe we're gonna yeah we'd uh, agree to do Smoky Mountain first. Um, so we, but this none of this is traditional tag team matches, so they kind of blew it on that. Um, uh, <laughs> uh, although I guess I don't know. The, it's the, the, uh, the, it's the, what all... we're gonna start with is close to a traditional tag team. Yeah, it's actually it's yeah. pretty traditional, and then it gets wild as hell. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, this is uh, so this is gonna be. Smoky Mountain obviously was Cornette's promotion that he opened in ninety what late ninety one ninety one yeah um and and you know ran it while working for Vince and uh, tried to have talent agreements with WCW too yeah oh, God. but that's where the beginning of the uh, Cornette uh, Bischoff animus becomes because Bischoff fucked around Bischoff did some Bischoff shit you know who cares is that what leads to is that was at ninety two that is does that lead to Cornette going to that's Vince. what leads to him officially saying, Vince, I'm your man. And Vince loved him. Vince really got a big kick out of Corny for years and years and years and really drove him nuts. We've all, we all know the stories. Oh, but... yeah. And I mean, but he gave him, I mean, he gave him the fucking ombudsman role to literally just do the shooting, yeah. which was, which fucking holds up as good stuff. Even yeah. when, even though you're, it's Cornette and you're like, he's still basically saying similar things 26 years later. It's, <laughs> it sounds great with WWF production. Let, yeah, let me for tell sure. You. For sure. Um, Cornette's always a pleasure to watch in those, those middle nineties years of, of WWE, um, excuse me, WWF, WWE, whatever. Um, the fed, the fed. He's, um, he's a funny guy. He's a real weirdo. Um, he's not at all controversial, Jim Cornette. <laughs> um, and then at the same time, Jerry Lawler, of course, is in a similar, uh, you know, Cornette occupied a managerial role at the same time as being like a color commentator on certain shows and obviously backstage doing lots of other things and more and more things throughout the, the nineties as the attitude era grew into what it became. Um, and at the same time, Lawler is straddling a similar line of being a commentator and a wrestler. Um, and his company, USWA, not his company, he didn't own it, but he bet, I mean, you know, He's the he's the heart and soul of the operation. As I'm far sure as... he had money in it. I'm sure he had stake in it. Um, so... Yeah, it's like plus like it's USWA isn't just strictly Jerry Jarrett's anyway. It's like and then it ends up being his any uh, when you get to Power Pro and um, sure. Memphis Championship, like which is what they evolve into. Well, so, so like... that's the thing about Smoky Mountain is that Cornette obviously had a great love for the territory and, and uh, a, a great, you know, he's a, he's a nostalgic guy. He cares so much about that. Um, but Lawler. Was able to get like um, one of the great 
uh, financiers possible in Rick Rubin, who just the only thing he seemingly yeah. wanted was a mummy gimmick. Yeah, yes, yes, it's a funny story. Um, and you know, obviously he, uh, they, they, that's like a big. Uh, I mean, obviously there's a story of Herb Abrams like getting talent at the first ever wrestling convention or whatever. But like yeah. the wrestling convention culture really grows around uh, Cornette and 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 Smoky Mountain and and those things. Um, and the, that sense of the fan uh, weekends and things like that. Yeah, that sense of intimacy between the promotion, yeah. and its fans. Yeah, yeah, which of course now has ruined wrestling on every single possible level. Or ruined wrestling fandom, excuse me. Not yeah, wrestling. Wrestling it's is like kind of good sometimes. You, you know, when, when when this shit was like on national TV or something, like it was ECW. That's cool. When it's some shit that's like the fourth biggest promotion in its market or whatever. And and they're just oh no, it's Slamilton Four, uh, you know, <laughs> like I'm just like I just I'm like I, this match right, is sponsored by, and then it's like a weird username that you've seen yeah. maybe before. You're like, who is that guy again? And you and look it like, up, and his likes are atrocious. Do not look at yeah. his likes. <laughs> yeah, that kind of thing. Uh, we all know what what. <laughs> foot pick, dick pick, foot pick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Big chunkus. Yeah. Um. So yeah, it's 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 bad out there, and it's all Cornette's fault, is what I'm basically saying. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, so you've got these two um, southern like pseudo territories still existing and s- sort of working as pseudo developmental uh, territories for Vince. Um, you look at '95 WWF, right? I mean, I mean, first of all, they're they're defending the Smoky Mountain tag titles on. WWF TV is that is it SummerSlam '93 is that right? That's '93, yeah. Is that for the the SMW tag titles? Uh, yeah, yeah, that okay. against the Steiners, and then Survivor Series has the Heavenly Bodies and the Rock and Rolls in right. Boston. Very weird. Oh, Good I match, bet they though. liked Good it up match. there. <laughs> I mean, yeah, at least there's no black guys uh, in it, right? They definitely so. understood like w- w- why why this was significant in this area where they did not get TV for it and never would have in a million years. <laughs> yeah, that's hilarious. Um Boston isn't Boston like there was like a famous there's a famous Nitro in Boston, I feel like. I don't I, I can't remember now. Am I thinking uh, of the, um, I think Am I thinking of the one where Viano Four gets his neck broken? I mean, that might have happened there, but that's not yeah. what I was thinking of. For, but I remember I watched that. I watched it when it happened. I was watching that that show that night, and it was pretty weird. I was also watching when Buff got stuffed. Ooh, you know, <laughs> and that it's was bit... funny because I hated him. But the Vianos, I was down for. I was like, yeah, oh. the Vianos good. Buff, Buff's kind of good. I, but you he know, was annoying as shit. I've heard it, that he was kind of good. I, he was I have not good. yet seen evidence of this, but I've heard things. Um, yeah, I should bring up my notes. What am I doing? Well, yeah, let's um, let's go let's go to the notes. Do we want to? Um, oh, is it Untitled Document One? No, uh, that is last episode. <laughs> turn it around. All right, let's see here. Here we go. I, I don't remember right. what Untitled from that Interpol album sounds like because uh, all the songs sort of sound the same. Yeah, but I don't mean uh, that in an insulting way. That album's good. Yeah, yeah. It was it was bullshit. The Pitchfork uh, downgraded the rating. Yeah. Uh, shouts out to every I don't know, every I girl be- I had a crush on in high school had that yeah. album. <laughs> um, I thought it sucked. Well, I thought it was overrated. Um. They're fine. They're fine. Interpol's fine. Yeah, I think that's. Worth. I think it's fair to think that that's overrated. I'm not. I wouldn't get anyone down anyone's throat for yeah. like not being like meh on yeah. Interpol. <laughs> um, okay. Are we? Are we going to jump in? 
Yeah, let's jump in. Um, okay, this is from Smoky Mountain Wrestling. Um, is is what's what's the name of this event? Is it Night of Champions or something? I think it's Night of Champions. Night of yeah. Champions. So it's it's August fifth, nineteen ninety four. This is the most famous match that we are going to be doing from this on this show. Um, this is a match that you I think you could watch on Peacock if you went and looked for it. I wouldn't be surprised. Um, no. Yeah. So it, this is the Thrill Seekers versus the Heavenly Bodies. Uh, the Heavenly Bodies, who I of course pronounced heavenly bodies one time um yeah and that and uh, <laughs> and i've never never forgotten about it uh, heavenly bodies consisting of this is v2 of course consisting of dr tom pritchard the doctor of desire and um and uh excuse me jimmy del rey the gigolo gigolo jimmy del rey yeah looking <laughs> jimmy mad, Backlund. uh jimmy graffiti <laughs> he is one of the fun he looks like one of the funniest looking dudes ever. I can't Especially, even describe him. I, he's just just such a stubby little fuck. He looks like he, like he I mean, uh, uh, just a shot of him. He looks like he could be in the background uh, of like a, you know, Peter Jackson, Lord of the Rings Hobbit thing. Oh, but he could that's play a, definitely he, true. He could play a human or a dwarf, and it just depends on where you shoot him from. Um, or an elf, if you had to clean him up a little bit, maybe. Uh. <laughs> Dye his hair out. He could... Dye his skin, make him an orc. I don't know. He could do that. (laughs) I mean, not dye his skin. That's not what I mean. Put makeup on him. CGI his ass up. Yeah, I'm not saying. Put him in the. I'm not saying put Jimmy Del Rey in blackface. No, nobody is saying that. That's not what they did with Andy Circus in Grayface or whatever. No, but it's a conversation worth having. (laughs) He would be a good Andy Circus. He was a very mobile little dude. Uh, have you you haven't you've not seen the show Andor the Star Wars series Andor? I haven't seen it. You yeah. don't have any reason to watch that, but Andy Serkis is really good in it, and oh, he's I, in I, two I, episodes, and he gets to do his little monkey run in one scene. And when he did yeah. it, I like, I was like, you know that shot of the TNA audience with where they're throwing the water in the air and everybody's going crazy. That was me. Yeah, a great great episode. <laughs> Andor, great show. Um, the strike's over. Yay. Yeah. <laughs> um, the Thrill Seekers, uh, of course, are uh, Lance Storm and Chris Jericho. Um, have we talked about Chris Jericho on the show before? We've talked. We talked about the Kim versus Nick Gage. Oh, sure. Okay, then that's yeah, we've great. never talked about when the fuck when would we have talked about, about Lance Storm? I mean, I've barely ever even seen Lance Storm wrestle. I got to be honest, kind of a blind spot. Lance is like a cryptid in some ways because he's like, like a cryptid. Oh, his reputation precedes him. You know what I mean? No, it's for like, sure, for sure. Yeah, people people like know what he wrestles like without ever having seen him wrestle. Yeah, he's, which is, he's like I knew that when I was a kid. I he's knew. like a boring guy, but he's not really that boring. Well, it's just that. Yeah. What is boring? Well, when I was a kid, like I when he came into WCW, um I I knew cuz I had the I I had I had either had the action figure or I'd seen the action figure. The ECW line of action figures which yeah. were all kind of shitty, but they were still pretty good figures. I liked them. Um and I had I had the silver Sabu and the and the the green pants Sabu and the green pants Ooh. I had Sabu sign it. Um Hell yeah. and it looked like just some scribble, but it was it was great. Um and uh, so I had all those. I had the Balls Mahoney and Axel Rotten. I had never seen Balls Mahoney or Axel Rotten wrestle. <laughs> what the name about Balls Mahoney and Axel Rotten. I had they seen them like in magazines. Yeah, yeah, like I and I, I don't know. I'd seen maybe one match of each or whatever on those first ECW compilation DVDs that were sold. You know, yeah. commercial DVDs. Um, so I didn't. You know, I didn't know who these fucking people were. Um, so Lance Storm showed up in, in WCW, right? 
And I remember being like, oh, it's like a, he was like, there, he was like ECW's like Benoit or whatever, or Malenko, I guess. Yeah. Like little did I know at the time that Malenko was also ECW's Malenko at one point. But I just, I, you know, I don't know what the great Lance Storm matches are. I don't know if, should I revisit him? Is there? <laughs> Maybe. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. It's like you can do that, but you could also revisit Candido or something, and they're kind of the Which, same. Which uh, another, uh, yeah, a guy that I that I have also seen, who also of. shows up in WCW in 2000. Right. Well, that was a, that was one of the pipelines for if 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 it didn't go great for you in ECW, then you had a spot where it could also not go great for you in WCW pretty soon though until both like companies I... will fold within two months of each other. Though I do remember <laughs> thinking that Landstorm was. Because the Team Canada gimmick was a lot of fun. Well, At see, I hated me. that when I so I was uh, as it so I it, it, I knew it, like I don't know I was watching WCW in two thousand. I was like, this is fucking bullshit. You know, I, I oh I, yeah, no, I get that. I was I was a work rate smart eleven year old, and I was like, fuck this. Um, you know, because um, the fucking radicals were putting on clinics on Raw, and I knew that. You know, I, I, I knew, yeah. By then I, knew I could that. tell. 2000 was when I became a WWF person over a WCW person. Yeah. And it was just it was just hard not to do that even though I'm like I liked Booker T a lot. I mean I liked the Me too. I liked all it was hard to not like the people in WCW. It wasn't ever that we they were, initiated you know, the roster. Lucky but, for us know. Booker T was going to come along to WWE and do great. He was going to be great. And yeah. he was going to be and he was going to go over and win the title at Mania. Yeah. And it was not yeah, going to be a problem for anyone. There was never <laughs> going to be a time when his mugshot was broadcast <laughs> to millions upon millions of people God, on, uh, oh across the God. world. Yeah, he's like, like 16 or something in that fucking picture. It's so it's, it's, so, it's so fucking gross. Bad. It's so fucking bad, dude. Yeah, it's gross. Um, Triple H, baby. Uh, all right. He's got the, he's running the show now. He, yeah, he's back. Uh, the, Booker Vince of the Year. banned from micromanaging. Is uh, he going to win Booker of the Year? Stuff. Oh, yeah. He's selling his, all his shares off. So much has happened. I think he's got to win Booker of the Year because, well, he ought to win. Hmm. Man, Tony Khan can't win Promoter of the Year and Booker of the Year again because he's one of those. I still never know the distinction of the two. I guess Promoter means business. Yeah, like, and it's like, I think his booking is probably bad for business. Yeah, I think it's proven so. (laughs) Yeah. Just, like just is... let me just give me rampage i all i all i need is rampage to tur- i'll tell it turn it into the lucha novella that we all want and it'll be it, great it worked that the they had yeah they it, that seems to be the the thing it's for women and mexicans that's that's who that's <laughs> that is the that is what tony perceives rampage to be um and he's just not good at writing a show like that you yeah. would be that's I, all i'm saying i'm <laughs> I'm a woman type of thing, and I like Mexicans. You have more a than great Tony love Kondos, for the, the Latino community. Yeah, I've met I've met Mexicans who weren't just like uh, you know they didn't hired own by my soccer dad. teams. <laughs> yeah, God, yeah, yeah. Um, all right, thrill seekers. Well, it's, all right. So Cornette looks incredible. Sequin gold pants and jacket that matches the the heavenly bodies. Jimmy has this big fucking robe, and to- uh, Doctor Tom's got the jacket. Because he loves to show off the fucking quads. Yeah, uh, Pritchard you do has... not want to show off those Jimmy the Jigglos. No, quads. well, no, you, don't, you don't need to. <laughs> you don't want the lights to shine too bright off of those things. <laughs> they might it's catch funny fire. That we're talking about uh, Rugrats, and it's like he looks like Chucky's dad. He, oh, he looks J- like uh, yeah, Jimmy. Yeah, that's that's it. Jimmy Finster, that's right. Yeah, yeah, Finster. Man, shouts out. <laughs> 
Mark Hildebrand or Mark Curtis, Brian Hildebrand, Mark Curtis. I've written him down as Mark Curtis for most of this. I always had a, I, for years. I didn't realize it was the same person. I didn't. Yeah, right. It was a I confusing thing to me. Why does the referee have a fucking shoot name or a a, a work name? <laughs> um, but that's Cornette's vision, right? He's the genius. Yeah, I don't. I mean, unless it's like like Nick Patrick, and it's just like that's just his last, like his middle name or whatever. He's also like, a wrestler. He, he also wrestled he was, under that name, and he was some, and he was the son of, of a, uh, yeah. a famous wrestler. Yes. So we can't just him just being Nick Hamilton. Well, that that's got some issues to it. Yeah, yeah. Although people did people know he was uh, what ass, assassin son or whatever. Think, no, I don't think they did, or at least they they weren't going to talk about it. Yeah, yeah. We wouldn't talk in about like that. 1984 or whatever. Sure, right. Um, so we got a. <laughs> We got the thrill seekers here in a, a Corvette that they that they they're they're gonna they're gonna drive it to the ringside area, but yeah, they can't. They have like a NASCAR stock car that they <laughs> yeah. that they cannot fucking get this shit down their fucking. <laughs> it's like there's people like moving the barricades and fans are being shoved aside, and it, it is really convincing. You think that they're that Jericho and Lance Storm must be in this car, but they're not. The whole thing. They were never going to drive the car to the ring. <laughs> they swerved. They, they swerved. Swerve. They swerved the fucking event staff <laughs> into moving <laughs> shit out of the way. Um, they didn't even need the, to do that. The Cornet Vision, baby. Those people aren't getting paid extra. This fucking sucks. Oh hell no! That no, fucking guy pulled breathe. his muscle moving that barricade. The, I don't know how well ventilated that fucking venue oh, that is. Too, that too. God, how, uh, amazing. That that thing is burning straight fucking lead, man. Yeah, <laughs> hell yeah, America. And then, yeah, yeah, with two Canadians America. who aren't even in it. They're not even no. in the car. Um, they've hit from the backside of the ring with the lights out. Um, hot starts. Babyface has cleared the ring. Lance goes up to the top, um, and Jericho sends him flying to the floor with a rocket launcher. Rocket uh, launcher, plancha, very nice. Rocket plancha. Uh, fucking awesome. Um, we get Jr. on the call with. Who is the other Les guy? Thatcher? Oh, of course. Okay, I didn't, couldn't make it out. I didn't. I just heard him on an OVW match a couple, like not that long, or an what? HWA match or something okay. like that. What were like, you watching? You had the it best a... of Chad Collier, Volume Two VHS from he RF up. Video. It was Mysterio <laughs> versus uh, BJ Whitmer, and uh, man, Rey Mysterio cool. was wearing the tiniest little uh, fucking Michael Jordan jersey. He was adorable. What year is this? O two. Uh, oh, too. Yeah, right before he comes up. And Whitmer, Whitmer was hanging out there and was like a yeah. yeah. Whitmer was cruiserweight champ, which cool. just seems crazy. Well, you anyway, know. yeah, it's a, he was a, that was his thing then. Before he became uh uh like he, before he decided he wanted to be Kobashi or whatever. Yeah, <laughs> I you know I don't love Whitmer, um, but I think he's funny at least. Uh, funny. <laughs> I think he's funny. Um, that Carino match. The Carino classic. match where he tries to hard way but he can't. <laughs> so <laughs> stupid. Oh god. Okay. Um all right. So we got a uh, we got Jericho with the broken arm, which is a shoot, I guess. He broke his it's, arm the day before. Yes. Now they say it was in a motorcycle accident to make it all frill secret. The oh, story that right. I know <laughs> is that he broke it while trying Jacking to off. do a shooting star press <laughs> in Cornette's pool. So <laughs> he was trying to jack day. off while doing a shooting star press into Cornette's wife. Yeah, Crazy. I mean, that's and that is when you won't, you know, Jim Cornette's wife has a lot more surface tension than you might think. <laughs> There's that force field around her to keep Jim away. Yeah, it's know, like Israel's missile defense stuff. system. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, 
we'll we'll, yeah, yeah. we'll update uh, uh, the death toll at the end of the episode. Yeah, Bro- yeah, yeah. Brock Lesnar could tell you a thing or two about Jim Cornette's wife's Iron Dome. <laughs> That's great, great. I forgot what it was called, Iron Dome. Um, the uh, here's where I wrote about. Here's where I wrote a whole paragraph where I was going to ask you if I should watch more Lance Storm matches. So we'll just go ahead and scroll past <laughs> that. <laughs> Uh, Jericho is working uh, left-handed. He's like he's he's doing he's doing a lucha style shoulder blocks and left hand chops. Fascinating to watch. Left uh, armed lariat. (laughs) Yeah, I mean he looks good. He looks good. He he looks fucking good for a one armed man. There's no way around that. For sure. For sure. Um, And then we get Storm in, um, and he's doing, uh, like, some Ricky Morton-style shit. Like, they're doing, they're clearly, like, positioned as the Rock and Roll's sort of placeholder. Um, yeah. While, I mean, Rock and Roll's are obviously in the, no, they're not in the next match, they're in the next show. I don't know where the Rock and Roll's are at this point, actually. 90, um, I, are they they're probably yeah. on this show? I'm sure they're probably on the show. Um, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, they're, they, they're almost certainly on this show, but, like. But you can't have it, them feud with the bodies all year, every year. Yeah, plus you just can't. So part of the story is that this is after they lost the, the Heavenly Bodies lost the uh Lose Leaves Town match to the Rock and Rolls and th- for one week only after they attacked the Frell Seekers in the parking lot uh somewhere in Tennessee, they were given permission to come back so that the Frell Seekers could get their appropriate revenge. Sure, okay. Okay. Cuz you know, need to sell tickets and yeah. uh, I mean, hey, it's cool ma- it ended up being a cool match. So Oh, oh well. Sometimes the law is, you know, you know, it's just, it's just, it's just words on a pa- on a piece of paper or whatever. <laughs> Who cares? Yeah. Um, it's a contract. Come on, <laughs> this is this is written on notebook paper. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, Storm is doing Ricky Morton shit. He's uh, like he's doing shit like like um, he's like reversing a like the double team arm ringer. He's like back flipping out and drop kicking him. You know. Yeah. Um, he also throws a really bad double clothesline, which is also old school. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, where he clotheslines both guys. He barely makes contact, but they both bump for him. Um, he's got tassels on his pants. They both do. Um, the the thrill seekers are sort of a leather sort of uh, black yeah. gray leather pants. Yeah, yeah. It's a it's a it's a dark trim, a dark uh, fringe. Yeah, but there's well, so there are cool, it's fringe. It's still a little bit gay, but not. But it's like. It's like tough, also. It's tasteful. <laughs> yeah. yeah, their whole thing was being like gay, but like, like uh, MTV Sports gay, like Dan Cortese yeah. gay. Dan they never Cortese went full... was a honk, but like just like yes. a regular honk. Good name drop. Um, the they never went full on. Um, what's the team? Where, what's the team? Steve Kern and uh, the is it the Fabulous Ones? The Fabulous Ones, yeah. Kern and Lane. Those videos said to like everybody wants you or everybody wants some or whatever the song is. Yeah. Um. Like then, like that are just full on, just like two guys out being gay together. Yeah, Did, isn't there a like a Lance and Jericho goofy? There's video? a famous one where they're yeah. just like, at, like they're. It's in one of the resort, the little resort town somewhere in the Smoky Mountains, where it's like, <laughs> right? You, yeah, we just go and you like, and they're like playing pot pot and <laughs> doing like, like the uh, reverse. Um, Putt putt feels nineties to me. Yeah, it does definitely. Yeah. They um <laughs> like they're doing the thing where you stick to the wall and they're uh-huh, like, that's oh, that's as nineties as it gets. The Velcro suit? The Velcro suit That yes. is the nineties. Yeah, they're, doing... <laughs> yeah, they're 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 Oh, we they gotta are... do Velcro was... suit wrestling match. Velcro suit wrestling match <laughs> and you can even make you can even bring back um you know 
little people wrestling because you can do it like the. <laughs> you took a long of, time to figure out how to what to call that. Yes, minis. I did minis. Minis. Mini Australis because they are stars. What <laughs> uh, and you can do it st- like you know Wolf of Wall Street. Loser uh, has to get thrown by oh, yeah. fucking uh, Henry Zabrowski into a. Uh, fucking uh velcro fence uh, I think spinning it's with like a yeah with prize point like prizes and points and yeah yeah you have yeah, your, yeah you have the asian guy <laughs> i love the, the asian he's guy. really good in wolf of wall street wolf of wall street yeah, it's funny as I, shit you know who i love um, in that movie i played rugrat not to keep mentioning rugrats but that's literally a character yeah 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 yeah, yeah. i don't know that yeah. guy's name either um, yeah, but Zabrowski, yeah, Bernthal's so good. In that. I know Bernthal's he's not in the, so he's not in the office in that in that scene. But he, he would love to throw. He should have uh, been. They should have been. Yeah, he, yeah, he should have <laughs> just been there to party. Uh, Rob uh, Reiner's here, and he's just pissed at everybody, but he's still throwing the yeah at walls. Yeah, Reiner's good in that movie too. Okay, we can't keep talking about that. This, match is fantastic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The movie is that movie is fan- that that match would be fantastic, and that movie is fantastic. Yes. Um, you, you know, I just saw someone mention um. They they had seen the Iron Claw, and they they said it uh, hit them in the gut like Manchester by the Sea. <laughs> Isn't that That's a weird thing? Man. It's but it's but it but sounds good, right? No, I mean that's Lonergan. Give me that Lonergan Von Eric movie. I mean, I I trust Durkin. I think it's, I, I'm very excited for that movie. What else has Durkin done? I don't Marthy, know. Marcy, Marcy, May, Marlene. Oh, duh, I've seen that. Yeah, yeah I like yeah. that. I do great think movie. that's a good movie. He's, yeah. He did another one, but I haven't seen it. But I, I but that's seen a great that, movie, obviously. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay, sorry. Anyways, back to the <laughs> back to the smoke. Well, Mountains. that was wrestling movie and yeah. um. Oh, we gotta watch Cassandro. I mean, we got we got stuff. We got Cassandro. Yeah, like this is a this feels we'll do like a, a we'll golden do a, age. A review. Uh, podcast at the end of the year for the two wrestling movies that came out yeah gael garcia bernal who is you know who has been referenced on this show is you know one of the great guys to have jerked off on camera yeah uh one of the one of the great trans characters in in movies i think uh in bad education um have you seen that i haven't seen it yet oh you should see that i mean obviously all of almodovar's movies is kind of brushing up against that stuff but that's a good movie um let's see here we go. Okay. Uh, on commentary, JR talking shit on Cornette's outfit. Uh, says he looks like Liberace, Sergeant Pepper, you know, the, the He brings ones. up the Liberace line twice. He really wanted to get that one home with less. Liberace, not not hot in 95. I mean. Liberace is a dead man. Is he, he dead by 95? He, yeah, he says from the late He's underneath the garage camera. sale. And it's like, bro, oh. yeah. Oh, that's brutal. I didn't hear that. That's that's the best you got. You got ripping, ripping on a dead man. A, a dead man who I'm pretty also, sure is in an estate the, sale, all right, JR? It's called estate sale. There's no such thing as a dead guy's garage sale. Who's holding the garage sale if the guy's dead? What are you talking about, Jim Ross? Matt Damon is holding it, apparently. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but no, uh, yeah, also, like, I'm pretty sure this is after the and the band played on montage, which he's included in as oh, an HIV victim. Yeah, yeah. Bro, we... You gotta take that back to the store, (laughs) especially because you can make like there's. I was thinking about jokes to make, and (laughs) yeah, but I was thinking about them. I don't know if I'd make them now. And partly that's because I don't remember what they were legally. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, there were some really good ones in there. I'm sure. all right, so Storm delivers a, a Manhattan drop on each of the bodies. Then, uh, then this awesome cutoff where Jimmy slides. Um, all right, let's see here. Jimmy slides under through the legs of Lance Storm. Uh, Lance Storm bends over and sort of watches him go through. Tom Pritchard comes from the other side and hits a bulldog. 
on as Jimmy's holding the ankles. It's, yeah. Yeah, it looks gross. It's just it's really... a perfect cutoff, just beautifully orchestrated. The, lots and lots of good double teams. Shocking. Oh, there's so match. much. I got a whole paragraph on that. Um, oh, hell yeah. yeah. It's, uh, all right, so they got – so a lot of their – a lot of the body's offense feels very new and innovative, but it's also, you know, old classical fucking, you know, Midnight Express shit. Uh, yeah. Obviously. The, these are – yeah, because it's like the Midnight Express were guys who could move. These are just guys who ex- more explicitly move. Like, because Bobby Eaton, for all of his big big bag of offense, never did an Asai moonsault. No, of course, of course. And, like, the the style is changing. Um, and, you know, Bobby Eaton is still wrestling at this point. I mean, I think he retires in, like, 97 or 98, kind of, uh, from being a full-time guy. Yeah, he's, like, he's gone before WCW ends. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think he's in World War Three ninety eight. <laughs> I want to say he's starts... no. It was ninety seven that I watched. He's in ninety seven. He's definitely ninety seven. I want to say he's is he in the big stupid Nash tag tournament? <laughs> Not in this Nash guy that we're talking about for no reason. Probably, yeah, yeah probably. <laughs> yeah, he's uh, he's he's you know obviously the top rope leg drop incredible, but Jimmy Del Rey is on another level for his fucking his flying. Uh, but this is the logical you know uh, evolution of that of that eighties work rate style. Um, They've got the coolest shit though. Uh, Pritchard like sort of backdrops him, uh, backdrop suplex uh, his own partner, flips him over into a sort of moonsault onto Lance Storm, um, and then Del Rey picks Pritchard up the same uh, back suplex style, but uh, a, a sort of atomic drop style drops him into a leg drop onto Storm, and then uh, Tom's got a f- front face lock on Storm, grabs the tag. Del Rey comes off the top with a clubbing blow to Storm's back, but. While Pritchard's holding him in place, he also delivers a fucking shot to Storm at the exact same time. Just, like, fucking clinical shit. They do a sidewalk slam, combo sidewalk slam and second rope elbow drop. Just, like, fucking the best shit. Yeah, like, stuff that looks good today. Yeah, yes. Like, not even, like, oh, wow, how cool. Like, if someone busts, if if fucking FTR did that um, and and some match on, on next week's, they could do uh, it in that exact it. order, and I'd be fine. You'd be, with yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, oh yeah, hell yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, Especially oh, if the oh, cutoff game. They just watched. Oh, yeah, that match rules though. Right. Yeah. Well, you see, you see, FTR bald go up for the Tenryu Dibiase backfalling top rope elbow oh, drop and miss. Oh, That's oh, when you Jesus know. Jesus Christ, that miss is so. Uh, Pritchard's miss of that. Oh, he's is so good. Disgusting. He it he looks rolls like he over himself. Yeah, he he bumps like and he he flops over like he's in SmackDown. Here comes the pain. Like it's a straight up fucking <laughs> yeah. video game bump. It's awesome. It's it's fantastic. Yeah, it's uh, this the, leads the, to the hot tag then, right? The one arm hot tag. Yeah, the one arm hot tag. Which is <sighs> it's good. I mean, it's Jericho. It's good. He's like, working his ass off. You see, like early on in the match, you know he can't really even lock up or anything, but he comes in. He does. He's doing scoop slams with the left arm. Um, and doing his wild strikes, which he's throwing with his offhand, so they're weird looking and they look real when you you know when a and wrestler <laughs> throws a fucking punch with the left, where they never do that. He can't even balance his kicks right, and they're yeah. still they still look pretty good for yeah. him because it's, he's he's fighting his ass off. Yeah, you've never seen Jericho look anything like this really. Um, and then this is where he goes, he gets thrown to the floor. Uh, uh, Tom takes him to the floor, bashes his head into the rail, I believe. And JR predicts, I don't know if this is live commentary or if this was recorded in post, but JR predicts that he will come up uh, bloody. 
but then the shot of the puddle on the floor that they cut it's to, it's like, oh, <laughs> it's like whoa, holy shit! <laughs> is that yeah, from some that... other match earlier? Like what the fuck? Yeah, like that. That is one of the most insane. <laughs> this match's famous because it is one of the craziest blade jobs anybody's ever seen. Yeah, um, and I because the guy that's... became super famous afterwards. Yes, obviously. because the guy is one of the most famous wrestlers of the last thirty years. Yeah, yeah. Um, Undeniable. Is he doing? Did he do it with his left hand? I think. I, I think that's the story. Oh, you think he bladed it with the wrong hand? It, is that it? it? Oh, that makes sense. It, yeah, because I, I can't I imagine he tried to blade it. with a broken arm. That even that probably feels get it too up, stupid like, to try to do. Yeah. Well, yeah, he's holding. Just, you know, he's holding his arm up in the air in certain spots. I don't know. It's a, it's weird. He's really. Yeah clearly trying to protect his arm but yeah because like they make the big deal it's like he put it in a saw he didn't want it set in a hard plastic cast because then he wouldn't be able to wrestle which i guess he wouldn't be able to yeah just just go for it you might have to have a second one put on after the match is over like you might break it in the match but that sounds pretty cool to me yeah yeah, um maybe even maybe even work maybe make a worked like angle out of it this is wrestling after all (laughs) what if somebody pretended to break his other arm that'd be cool too um come out with two casts on Um, (laughs) i know blading with the left hand that makes total that makes a lot of sense i did not consider that it's it's got to be something where he just didn't i'm sure it's in his book yeah he was just doing the stranger on himself yeah he was doing the stranger on himself when <laughs> yes, that's when you right. it back like that, it sounds very stupid. <laughs> well, I mean, it's just it's, I said I think the exact same sequence of words that you did. But I don't think I added or removed any words. No, so. you didn't. But he's, he's, you know, he was sitting on his hand he's and then his he decided hand. to play himself. Yeah, he got the hot tag, same and it result. was just like, oh, this is a really hot tag when I do it like this. Uh, <laughs> it's a it's a it's an instant gusher, you might say. So JR on the call is that awesome. Was a good one. He's saying uh, this kid is paying the ultimate price or whatever. You know, this kid can't defend himself. You know, the classic JR shit. Yeah. Um, Pritchard beats on the fucking. It's, we got close ups on Jericho's face. Um, Pritchard beating on him. Great punches. Tom Pritchard, awesome wrestler, of course. Um, which we who we will come back to at. Uh, probably multiple times over the course of this show, just because the Dirty White Boy match matches, but the the angle and and the one match are really wonderful. Um, Let alone other Heavenly Body stuff and other Heavenly Body stuff, of course. Um, so they're uh, they're attacking the cuts. You know, Cornet, Cornet gets a cheap shot in uh, on Jericho, but he like he misses by half a foot. I assume Cornet <laughs> didn't want to get his jacket all bloody. Uh, yeah. And yeah, this is where this is where I noticed Jericho's attempt to keep his arm out of harm's way while just pouring blood out of his skull is fucking funny. <laughs> He's like holding his arm high up in the air on his back while he waits for Tom to drop a knee drop on his fucking bloody forehead. The, uh, uh, and those knee drops are gross. Oh yeah, uh, the, oh, this, yeah. I, I keep. I, That's I, a guy who's watched his flare I keep matches. expecting him to miss one because they do sequence it. So you're like expecting Jericho to run, roll out of the way, and it's like nope. Yeah. Like the camera is at a flat plane of the ring, basically. Sure, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Um I, I kinda didn't expect Jericho to go into a full, you know, peril segment here with the with the arm and the the the, the and the blade job and all. <laughs> yeah. Like I always assumed that the blade job was a cover to cover the work. Because he couldn't do like he couldn't do the work rate match that they had planned or whatever. So he's like, Okay, I'll just cut my forehead and that'll that'll be easier. Yeah, um, that's how I always remember it. Yeah, it makes sense to me. Um 
you're you're limited so you do you you use the tools you have that's what brian did against starks that fucking strap match you gotta watch it it's fucking awesome i'm gonna watch it um it's uh it's fucking awesome um the uh the beating goes on for a while um uh, until referee William H. Macy finally stops the match due to excessive <laughs> blood loss. Uh, you pointed out to me that Mark Curtis looks like William H. Macy. And boy, does he ever. <laughs> he really does. He's, he's, a, he's a real little Bill. Yeah, my wife has got an ass in her cock in the driveway. Um, it's him. It's Mark Curtis. He looks exactly like him. Uh, it's very funny. Uh, he's got that great mullet, though, too. He's got, But he's – that's – I mean, has Macy's hair ever looked that good? I mean, I don't think so. Little Bill, but yeah, that's that's, just natural. This is walking around hair, man. With the suspenders, it's a fantastic like referee look. I just realized this clothing rack that I've got down here is like leaning over and going to fall apart. Ooh. Uh, So you talk for a second. Um, Okay. Um, And Jericho is just getting his ass fucking whipped. There's they tag in and out, and both. Uh, Jimmy and Tom end up with bloody knuckles, not theirs, blood from Jericho's, uh, like, in their tape. And, oh, it's everywhere. It's just everywhere. Just, just, like, just splotches on their fucking body and shit. And they're not covering up the, they're not, like, trying to, uh, cover up the blood or anything, obviously. It's, oh, it's shit. just let the blood go, like, it. I mean, this is the match. This is, I yeah, mean, this like, was the plan. We just didn't know it was going to be this much. <laughs> yeah, like, they aren't, um... It's not like anything where they're trying to like get heel heat from like, eh, look at all the blood. It's like no, he's just they're just right. They're working the match and... like they would normally work it. I feel like yeah, it's um, and at some point um, we get to the point where Jericho uh, he's like he's just backed into the corner and he's just getting punches rained on him and rained on him and rained on him and he can't defend himself. And Mark Curtis calls the match. That's when he finally calls the match, right? Um, man, this thing is fucking broken to shit. Um, I'm gonna have to actually take care of this on the on the break. All right. Um, this is remarkable. I'm surprised it didn't fall all the way down. I'll send you a picture in a little bit. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, man! But Jericho but. pleads. But Jericho <laughs> pleads with him and says, "No, no, I can do it. I'm I'm here." And Mark Curtis goes the extrajudicial sort of route because technically, I guess referees' decisions are always extrajudicial. You can yeah. do whatever you want if you're ref. He's also talk, kind of helping just... book the show, isn't he? Isn't that the oh, story yeah, he was, that he was yeah, like he... super close with Cornette? Oh yeah, he was Cornette's number two, basically. So he's kind of commish. Yeah, you know? <laughs> he's not bullet Bob. Maybe not on but... screen. He's well, he's not he's Michael Chiklis, but you no. know. <laughs> But he go and he says like, "Hey, yeah, uh, you'll fuck it, you know. Let's fucking go." Yeah. And so Cornette and, and you know, uh, so Jericho is here, and he basically gets one of the weirdest looking roll ups I've ever. Oh seen. my god! He, so it, they they miss the actual kick. So I think Storm yeah, hits Pritchard. There's got to be an actual kick. Well, Jr. I, says martial arts kick. I heard him say martial arts kick. No, I, I didn't see. I heard martial see. arts kick myself. I did not I, see a martial arts kick. And and yes, and in my head, am I thinking? Does he mean that Jericho hit him with a martial arts kick to like the back of no, the? No, you can see Storm kind of like on this on the edge of the ring. Yeah, it's got to be the only thing that makes sense. And because that, that's also a classic spot kick and, and then roll up, play. yeah. And Jericho it's, delivers a, like, Steve Austin at SummerSlam 97, seven, like, level schoolboy. Yeah. <laughs> like, this guy has a broken neck level schoolboy. Um, and then uh, 
after the match, uh, and that's, that gets the win. Sorry, that is the finish of the match. Um, and this wasn't for the, is it for the tag titles? No, no, no. This is just no. a this is just a grudge match. Yeah, just a um, grudge match. After the match, Mark Curtis uh, like cuts a promo on Cornette, which also rules. Um, and th- that's the thing with Mark Curtis is that once he opens his mouth, he no longer resembles William H. A- William H. Macy whatsoever because the voice that comes out is not a William H. Macy style character. <laughs> No, no. This guy is not trying to sell you the the true coat or whatever the fuck. <laughs> this guy is going to cut you. Um, and fa- that, so Mark Curtis and Jim Cornette, that's the Cowabunga match, right? Isn't that also yes, Mark Curtis? Yes. I've never yeah, seen that. I only, I've only heard of it. I think I saw it a bazillion years ago, but I haven't. I, I could be completely wrong on that, and I could just be imagining that I've seen it. Like, I've right. seen the so Los I'll, Tortugas I'll match, like the famous yeah. Tortugas match for, like, 91 or whatever, but I've, I don't think I've seen Cowabunga. Yeah, I've seen a, a, a couple of Tortugas matches, like, stuff with them and Porky. Uh... Yeah, there's one famous one that's really bloody that, like, was, you know, that was talked about on PWO or whatever 15 years ago that I remember seeing, but... Yeah. You know, who knows? Those memories are all distant now. <laughs> They're all gone. Um, so yeah, that's uh, that's that's Jericho's like biggest blade job ever, right? Like, uh, oh, it's got to be. He's, I mean, it's most people's biggest blade job ever, but it's 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 one of it. Like, he's not a guy who bled a lot. I feel like, um, or even now, I don't feel like he cuts himself very often. In he he, he'll make it count. I mean, he did uh, the, the gauge match, obviously. But... Uh, yeah, and um, I mean, he cuts himself against. Um, he cuts himself with. HBK? Does he? Oh, wait. I know Sean has a crazy blade job in one of those matches. I don't right? remember Jericho ble- bleeding, though. Yeah, me neither. Me neither. Uh, there, there's some other Jericho. I mean, he'll, like in fucking, uh, uh, you know, Blood Guts and all that kind right. of stuff. Right. He'll, he'll, he'll bleed some, yeah. He's cool. He's. I like Jericho now. He's gotten a real bad reputation these days for not putting no, people fu- over. Yeah, um, it's fucked up. It's, I mean, A, he never had to put people over. B... And, I mean, there's only a few people he needs. I, I would have liked Eddie. He's to a get huge the win star, on him, but that's it. Yeah, I'm sorry. Who? I would have liked for Kingston to get the win on him. A win. That's true. That's I when that when he when he lost to Jericho, I for, I thought for sure they were going to return and and Kingston would beat him. Um, but Kingston did good in the end, so that's yeah. That's that all was all out. of the, the all of the schmaz and yeah, and and Eddie two belts. So yeah. he's. Yeah, that's, that's you're having fun with that. That's the that's one of the only good things in AEW. I mean, I'm not really watching right now though, so I I'm saying that I don't. Yeah, without well, really, like, we're I shouldn't hating say. because we're just haters, but yeah. that's fine. Hating's fun. Um, I like I like to like things though too. You know, I like to like um, things too. That's why that's why we're such good haters. Yeah, sure. It's, we're not just you have to have the one discriminant. The, yeah, the one without the other doesn't make any sense. I got you. It's Zen. Um. Yeah. Yes. Um. This is all right. So we're gonna do. This is from uh, from May twentieth, nineteen ninety five. Uh, this is the Gangsters versus the Thugs. Now the Gangsters, of course, is New Jack and Mustafa Saeed. Is that his name? Mustafa Saeed, yeah. Um, and the Thugs is longtime Smoky Mountain heroes. Uh, the Dirty White Boy Tony Anthony, uh, whose name is Anthony Anthony, of course, and yep. Tracy Smothers. Um, the Thugs. Of course, Dirty White Boy versus Trace Smothers is like one of the first big main event feuds in Smoky Mountain that I think yeah. actually resulted in anything worth watching. Um, would you get Brian Lee out of the picture and shit, you know? Yeah. Um, the w- and I remember, and I mean, they have a, a classic chain match with like that one one's is incredible. great. Bluegrass yeah. Bla- Brawl 1, I believe. Yeah, I think um, that sounds right. Yeah, it's a, that show, that whole show is awesome. Um, Let's see, Smoky Mountain Heavyweight Championship. 
First champion was Brian Lee, won it in May 92, lost it to the Dirty White Boy in August 92, and then he lost it at Bluegrass Brawl in the chain match to Tracy Smothers. There you go. Um, yep. So, yeah, that's – and then, wow, this is quite a title history. But, uh, the Dirty White Boy held the belt a bunch of times, but also <laughs> Jake the Snake Roberts held it for two months. That's not – and Smoky Mountain is a Pandora's box promotion. Oh, he, oh my god. He beat Dirty White Boy for, White Boy for it, and then he uh, then he no-showed several events. And That's not – They fabricated a title switch. Hell yeah. That, yeah Smoky Mountain uh, came down to the, to the uh, mountains in Rio de Janeiro, and they changed the title around. Yeah. Well, then, of course, in 95, Buddy Landell beat Bobby Blaze for the title in a match Hell where yeah. Landell's watch, car, and $10,000 was also on the line. So fuck yeah, um, Smoky Mountain rules. I just want to put that out there. Um, it is it is one of the great one of the great uh, watchable promotions. Um, it's I think it's pretty easy. I think at least in Torrance you can get every bit of footage that was ever recorded of Smoky Mountain. Full of great characters and great wrestling. Yeah, yeah, a, a great hour long uh, weekly TV show that I find that I find ex- just as as watchable as you know. Yeah, not, well, yeah, not sure. a, not as good, but as watchable as as peak Memphis. Yeah, like you know, the, you know, great. Uh, the presentation's great. Cornette knows what the fuck he's doing. He and knows how to do that, an hour like, for sure. Like a team, like like uh, Caudle and Dutch or something. Yeah, yeah. Fantastic. I fuck it. Dutch. I, I I'm constantly thinking about Dutch Mantel as the uh, the, the color commentator. He's great, and, and he's great. He's sort of uh, you know, he's testing out his fucking <laughs> his later characters, basically. Uh, oh, yeah. I mean, I guess Dutch was always kind of a libertarian in his uh, in his character in the in the 80s that i've seen but he was i don't know it's we we got it we should do dutch versus uh versus lola we gotta find a reason to do that we gotta do we have to we should find a reason to do it and hopefully it's not because dutch dies oh, even the yeah. dutch dying would also be probably it's like i don't give a shit dutch are there we we could do a dutch episode probably though if he does yeah yeah he he's dies just, tomorrow yeah he's just like he's just white trash Oh, yeah, wow. no no i'm not i'm not <laughs> saying cancel but i don't even care i mean I'll fucking, i don't care that much i'll do a teddy hart mixed with a fucking i don't like watching benoit because i don't like that he killed his kid that's personally uh upsetting to me but i'll watch jim breaks because he just killed his old ass wife like what the fuck um you know he, and he was he was Bird. also old and mentally ill and also i understand benoit was mentally ill but it's different but it's not different but i just don't want to watch it <laughs> but you know, i will do the teddy hart jim breaks um Vern. uh Ver- Vern. Vern killed that guy in the nursing home. Oh, but that again, who cares? Yeah, exactly, cuz he was old. I was just saying just people who up. have I mean, I'll look. I'll I'll cover a Robo match. We'll do Invader 1. And that'll and, actually all right, be that good. that episode is Robo, Invader 1, Teddy Hart, Jim Breaks. And that's an episode. Yep. Um, there you go. You know, the four, <laughs> the, the 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 real four horsemen. Yes, of the actual apocalypse. <laughs> um, okay. This is All right, so this is from Carolina Memories, is that what it's called? I believe so. And Either it, that is Charlotte Memories. Charlotte Oh, it might be Charlotte Memories. So this is is this this is in the Carolinas. Yeah, um, this is in, in Charlotte, Charlotte at the Grady Cole Center. The Grady Cole Center. Now who's Grady Cole? Uh, he was probably some let's segregationist look, ass let's mayor. Let's look or him something. up and I'm see if sure. he's a clan member. <laughs> no, I'm not gonna do that. Actually I'm gonna do that. Um <laughs> and this is this is a single shot uh a single shot like a a, a, a camcorder on a tripod. Oh, it's a radio personality. Grady Cole. Okay. Charlotte. Okay. Uh, Charlotte uh, hosted a radio program for 30 years. Um, 
uh, well known. Does not figure. seem to be a segregationist mayor. Then. You know, That's he looks like he was good. probably like a playful racist, but like you know, at parties or whatever. Which obviously that's not good either. But I don't think this guy was like out there saying bad stuff. He wasn't Jesse Helms. Yeah, he was and, always and... he was saying bad stuff in his own home. Grady Cole shouts out from uh, the Charlotte Mecklenburg story cmstory.org. Um, see, we do have resources that we cite on this show. <laughs> we, we love citations. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, oh, we, but we are also firsthand. We, we ha- like to go to the firsthand accounts. That's true. That's true. Um, yeah, like, like this weird website I found. Um, all right, so this is this is uh, just a, a guy with a camcorder. And it, I think it's on a tripod. It's moving smoothly. So I think it's, it's sort of it's a, in a pseudo hard cam position. Right. Yeah. Um, I was skipping around here. I got we. I had, I had found the full video. I uploaded it for us. Um, and so I was skipping around to find the match that we're actually covering. Um, didn't look up the card. Just fucking around. You know, clicking around, scrubbing. I see this legends tribute segment where I I was Bruno San Martino out there. N- I didn't see him. I don't think I didn't. Was... I didn't see this. There was a, I, I all right. Think. There was a guy that looked like he might be Bruno San Martino. That's uh, one of the but... funniest things of all time. If Bruno was there, it's I was like... going to rewind it, but I didn't because the next thing that happened was they welcomed Magnum TA to the ring in 1995. I watched Magnum TA walk very slowly to the ring, <laughs> <laughs> and I, I I skipped ahead after that. I was like, this is weird. It's making me sad. So I skip ahead. I watched about a minute of Bobby Blaze fight Dan Severn for, oh, for, yeah. for the NWA world title, I think. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. 95. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Severn's uh, the champ at that point. Yeah. <laughs> Which is also weird. Uh, 95 weird year for wrestling in general and, and especially in America. Um, I guess only in America. It's pretty normal in Mexico and Japan. It's just good. Um, New Jack on the mic. Uh, says something. I, I couldn't really make it out. I believe he points out the one black fan in the audience and says that this is for him. Oh, nice. <laughs> That's great. That's fantastic. That's like Hoodfoot finding the one black guy at Carnage Cup and going to I was thinking the same goddamn thing, dude. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Carnage Cup episode coming soon, folks. <laughs> Carnage Cup. Have you fight. watched it? Have you watched it? I still haven't finished it. I've, I've you watched, watched the Rare match. You watched Rare, okay. Yeah. Why did he do that? Why did he give? Why did he do that to himself? What the fuck? We'll talk I about it. I thinking about the story from um, <laughs> one of the uh, Eileen Wernos documentaries. Oh sure. About uh, you've seen them all. This yeah about uh, this guy, the human bomb, who was just like a bar performer in Florida. Sure. And he would just like literally <laughs> like lay on top of expl- on top of like dynamite or whatever, and just for like the bikers and shit. That literally is John Rare. John that's Rare awesome. is human bomb, and that's fucking cool. The human bomb. Yeah, we'll bring it. We'll we'll talk more about this next time. But John yes. Rare is a time is a figure out of time and space, man. Absolutely, absolutely cosmic. Um, <clears throat> so we got a uh, excuse me. We got a uh, Uptown D'Lo Brown accompanies Mustafa Saeed and New Jack to the ring. I forgot to mention D'Lo Brown is here and is pretty much a participant in this match. Oh yeah. Um, the thugs hit the ring quick, but I'm pretty sure you see when you see them emerge from the back. I'm pretty sure Tracy's drinking like a paper cup of coffee, and he goes and throws it in a trash can, and then they run to the ring. <laughs> uh, White boy has the long hair, skullet now, uh, incredible look. Most of the most of the SMW footage I've seen, he's just got the the bald with the hair on the sides, you know. Yeah. Um, but with the long hair, he just looks disgusting. Um, and obviously the stringy long hair in the late eighties and continental, 
um, before he went fully bald on top is also a disgusting look. Uh, Tony Anthony, the dirty white boy, aptly named, just a fucking disgusting looking guy. A nasty figure. The reason he played a fucking, uh, was he plumber? He played a plumber, T.L. Hopper. T.L. Hopper, that's so funny. A nasty figure, and I didn't even realize the fact that I'm like, oh, no, wait, no, he, he is a Nobzian figure, though. Yeah, he is Nobzian. He is absolutely a Nobzian figure. Good shout. Um, Nobzian. Um, they hit the ring quick, and uh, the, Smothers is wearing overalls, of course. Uh, <laughs> has the Confederate flag. There's like, this a lot is weird. of Confederate flags in the crowd. Yeah, there sure are, and this, this, is, this is pretty weird. Uh, Tracy is doing lots of like athletic stuff. He's jumping off the top, off the apron. Um, oh, he does a great one off the apron. But, I mean, everybody, like, um, not everybody here, because... Uh, Tony. Tony is not an athlete like that anymore, but he's still a good he's still a great wrestler. But Tracy's still like in great shape. He looks yeah. he looks like uh if he he looks like the alternate universe version of like Kerry Von Erich or something. Oh at yeah. this point. Oh sure. Where he's just like the hair's he, he just longer. like got away. His, his yeah. build is really good, but not he's not juiced, but he looks he, good. He looks like he works yeah, out he every look, day. He looks like he's gotten away from his father's expectations and mm, shit. Mm. Oh, is this the so is the is this the, the, the light side, like the good version of Carrie's story? <laughs> I think there's a goddamn good argument that it is. Where he gets out of Texas. Oh, boy. And he still ends up delivering pizzas. Yeah, but at but least shit. he lived until 2018 or whatever. Yeah, yeah he fucking yeah. lived, and he got to be a hero. And he also made fucking sick money man. on the convention circuit, opened a wrestling school, had a couple of good students, mostly bad. I don't know. There's a, there's a better path. Started a lot of riots. Yeah. And then Kevin loved. wouldn't. And you know what? Kevin wouldn't be alone. No. <laughs> he just gets. He, he just gets uh, postcards from uh, fucking uh, Tracy Carey every so often. Yeah. <laughs> I'm doing great, brother. Tracy Carey. Um, that is the WWE name that he would get. <laughs> 2012 NXT name. Um, all right. The uh, <laughs> so all right. Also, he, he doesn't throw a chair shot very hard, or he's working lighter. I feel like a lot of the weapon shots in this match are thrown pretty soft, um, except for New Jack. <laughs> <laughs> so all right, despite all right, so d- despite uh, Tracy's chair shots not looking good, his punches look beautiful. New Jack is the exact in- inverse of that: bad punches, great chair shots. <laughs> Uh, the, the poor fool with the camcorder cannot decide where, like, what to shoot, the ring or the crowd brawling. Does a good job, though. Shouts out to the guy. Yeah, I think that. this I, I think this comes off good. I think yeah. this comes off oh, good. Oh, it's very watchable. I didn't think it was going to yeah. be so watchable. When, so when I started, I was like, oh, no. No, no, like the, the mono uh, the channel audio and shit. Was this one mono, too? Okay. I, I had I, mono. I, I switched to headphones only on the last match they're going to talk about, which also has uh just one of the ears works <laughs> or at least it did for me um all right so the uh the weapon shots are yeah pretty light compared to stuff now but the crowd's super into it you know kayfabe's still very alive in in this the last territory you know yeah uh, plus it's plus it's super dense like yeah. i would say there's so many things happening at once in terms of what and like to the point where Without commentary, it almost feels like too much. Except it's like, no, it's not. It's because it fucking whips ass. Yeah, but it, it is it hard. It's just it's a little. Yeah, it just brushes up against the edge of being too chaotic to follow. But yeah, because it's like, does. like I mean, New Jack has a goddamn full ass cinder block. Yeah, that was a bit of an escalation. <laughs> yeah, he's gonna he's gonna do like the Reginald Denny or something on a dude. The, yeah, the Reginald Denny. 
Shouts you know, out. he's yeah. Shouts out. I don't know if that guy's still. Alive. I don't know if anybody's still I, alive. I, I think, think he died. Alive. I think he died a few years ago, and I remember. I remember like having to explain, or, and then I was like, "Do you?" I, I had to explain it to my wife who it was, and I was like, "You want to see the footage?" And she was like, "No, God, yeah. I wish you hadn't told me about it." And I was like, "Oh, yeah, yeah I'm sorry. I guess I guess I'm more interested it's, in that stuff it, than you are." And she was a, like, it, "Yeah, you are." It's a phenomenal clip. I mean. And yeah, he, he was working. Lived. He was he working lived. tonight for sure, um, and he did live for a while, um, longer than Carrie Von Eric did. Folks, um, brought it back. But yes, a cinder block in this match also is such a. It's like when it's like you're having like a PG brawl and someone has a knife board suddenly or something. Like, yeah, it's just like a crazy out of nowhere, and nothing happens with the cinder block obviously because nobody ever used a cinder block in a wrestling match until like, uh, well. Like 2017. Yeah, I'm saying there were backyarders I saw do his shit in like 04. I, I believe it. Yeah. Uh, Makabe can attest to that. Those guys that wrestled on the trampoline in New Jersey um, that I can never remember. Uh, the cinder uh, the block, hilarious. Uh, they subdue White Boy on the floor, um, D'Lo does, and holds him up so New Jack can run along the full length of the apron and hit the wildest fucking flying clothesline to the floor. Beautiful. It's, it's so Delo sidesteps so he just doesn't take any of the impact, and Jack just destroys Tony Anthony, and they just <laughs> they disappear into the black void of VHS static that is the ringside area. It's fucking yeah, awesome. yeah. You can Sick. because you you can there's like a quarter of the uh, literal stage. That's lit up, and that's that's but, about it. And really. that is also very confusing. The perspective of what is that? Is that a wall? Like it was very, it's very. <laughs> this is a weird, really great match to watch when you're like, uh, like kind of just waking up. Yeah. <laughs> like what the fuck is? What's the foreground? What's the background? Um, the uh, you know you can't tell who's bleeding, who isn't bleeding, if anyone's bleeding. Um, they you know. The, the D'Lo tosses Mustafa something and he's beating Smothers with it. Smothers rolls out and hits D'Lo with the tra- or D'Lo hits him with the trash can. And then for just a second, all four participants of the match meet on the floor. They're all in one spot for just a second before they separate again. This time to entirely opposite sides of the building. And the cameraman is like shitting his pants. He's like trying. He's like sweet. The camera's swinging back and forth on a tripod. Um. Uh, fuck it's awesome and uh they uh you know again vhs can't really you know it's not really showing the details who's bleeding who's not i think tracy's bleeding i think uh, tracy's bleeding i don't think uh uh white boy bleeds though yeah well white boy is the one who does the least in this match He, he he travels the least um really he's you know he's he's the third he's the he's the fifth most important person in the match obviously because D'Lo does more than white boy i feel like at least on camera i would agree i'd agree um and so we get this uh oh and also at some point tracy got a noose around his he got neck a fucking noose around <laughs> and, and <laughs> Which, that's where you'd speak to about like the density of this match and how when did like, it happen i have no idea when, who, no when idea. did they have time to find a noose <laughs> i don't know if that noose was there always did he come out he wearing just, it <laughs> <laughs> the fuck? Who pa- did someone Harlem pass the noose being very unironic <laughs> and like here string them up there tracy and it exactly was like, oh, fans oh, bring the weapons is this that uh, kind of shit um uh, it's awesome and this, this man, is also fans where bring the weapons and fucking that would be so fucking yeah. cool yeah um so tracy removes the noose from his neck and this is also where he um he he undoes the fucking overall straps. So now they're just fucking jeans, baby. They're just jeans with some fucking shit hanging off of them. 
Uh, you ever worn overalls? Probably not, right? You're not from an overall. Yeah, I you have. have. Oh. I have. They're fucking hard, though. It's strange. It's a weird, it's a weird vibe. Uh, my dad was an overalls guy, and I think still is to this day, weirdly enough. <laughs> uh, pretty weird, but also not that weird if you've listened to the show and have heard me talk about him. Um, the, uh, the Tracy definitely bleeding. Yeah. Uh, white boy Mustafa have a great punch out, uh, match in like the corner of the frame while in the front, uh, new Jack and D'Lo are setting up a table on the floor. New Jack delivers a fucking beauty of a pile driver to Tracy. Great fucking pile driver. Through the table, which splits beautifully and, and looks like a Japanese table, you know? It's a, oh yeah. It's a nice heavy table. Good wood. Breaks exactly how you would want it. It's, it's it's an actual table. It broke perfect. Well, so kind of, Dilo kind of power, uh, body slams Tracy onto the edge of it. So this is true. So like, it's, it's interesting. They, you know, usually when you do a pile driver through a table, you're worried the table's going to break underneath you. But this one didn't budge until the impact. It was per- it was yeah, a perfect table. Yeah, two pretty big men. Yeah, like, it's it's this is not you know like uh, like two Joshi in in 2027. Yeah, yeah. Uh, when they're when everybody weighs 95 pounds hitting each other. <laughs> but somehow the tables are even stronger by then. Um, the the gifts the 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 likes and reposts on the X app are going to be crazy. Do you think the X app still going to be around 2027? Uh Man, there's – see, here's the thing. I haven't actually committed to Blue Sky, so the answer is I guess I hope so. I don't think anybody really has. I think people are fooling themselves into thinking they have, but they actually haven't. I want haven't. to, but no, not really. I don't think you do. <laughs> I think you like I it on the X app. <laughs> you know I, what they I, don't – you know what? You go to Blue Sky, no Palestine over there. They don't even talk about it. Crazy, right? You think even... there were zero dead children. There's not. It's like three thousand something. So there's a lot, man. It's a fucking it's, lot of dead kids. It's over not there. very good. Yeah, and they're not even talking about it on Blue Sky. So X App gets the dub everybody's there. Just, everybody's just talking about their fucking breakfasts. And, that's right. They're doing and, the. And, it's right. They're posting like on Twitter, like before Twitter became the hell place that it is. Back when we used to have fun on it, which I guess is the point, but still, still, <laughs> uh, very weird, very weird time to be on the internet. Um, the. Uh, Tracy manages to make a comeback on D'Lo um, and, and New Jack by slipping behind, slamming both their heads into the wood of uh, that is remaining from that table. Uh, Tracy gives Jack another friendly little chair shot, very little impact. <laughs> and then they finally all four make it in the ring, which I thought was pretty, pretty cool. Um, Cause I clocked it when they first got within the same vicinity of each other earlier and it lasted half a second. So um, <laughs> the, they, uh, they get to the finish here. Um, Tracy and Jack punching it out in the corner while Dirty White Boy hits a uh, choke slam. I guess. What do you yeah, call that? it's like a a Nodoo Otashi. Yeah, I, I might go, I might go with uh, like a Golden Arm Bomber style Uranagi. Oh yeah, it's weird. Like it's a, it's a little weird. Yeah, it's it's not quite anything for certain, but it I was is kind of all the to, things that we said. Yeah, I was expecting it to be a backbreaker, and it, it didn't go over the knee. But mm-hmm, sure, eh, it's fine. Um, so he goes Buster. For, yeah, backbuster. Um, <laughs> the uh, he goes for the cover off this move, off this choke slamish move, um, and this is when D'Lo comes flying in to try to break up the pin with a top rope splash. Not the lowdown; he doesn't do a frog, but it is a big uh, top rope splash. White boy sees it coming, moves, and D'Lo splashes his own dude, and then White boy pins both D'Lo and Mustafa for the win, which I loved. I um, love that, yeah, because there's more. There's, now there's more weight on him. It's way harder to kick out now that that D- motherfucker's really not going to kick out. Yeah, because no, he has a two hundred seventy pound man on him. Yeah, that dude, fucking messing with the real deal now. That's that dude's heavy as fuck. 
And uh, the, but the fight continues. Brawling is fucking great. Uh, Dilo gets hit in the nuts at one point and sells it hilariously. Um, and it goes on for a while, and you can't see much, but the screams from the crowd and just the vague VHS shapes moving in the slightest black-on-black contrast that you can't see shadows for people for just void you know you see like a weapon being swung kind of because you you can tell that that's oh that's like a cookie sheet shining in the very little bit of light that's yeah um you know with the you, ca- you can feel that like chairs are getting thrown into it like, yeah. like in front of chairs and stuff like that you fill in the blanks you fill in the blanks and and we also the camera swings across the the plane at one point to see tracy standing on the stage which i didn't know was there until this point um in front of a big bright red curtain and an american flag um and then i think Dilo maybe gets backed up in the stage it's hard to tell the lights keep getting brighter than dimmer like the camera is like breaking <laughs> yeah, at uh, first I thought it was they were doing like a lights out gimmick and then it clearly wasn't that. It was like the camera trying to focus, you know, from the from the dramatic shifts in light and trying to probably zoomed in times 10 to try to capture them at the other side of the building. Um yeah, and it's just like the like capture the footage is it is simply too much for the camera to handle, you know. Oh yeah, no. Um and then they uh, you know, they just kind of walk off. They, I think he throws a big trash can against a brick wall. Tracy does. And then they walk by that American flag across the stage and then disappear back into the darkness on the other side. Uh, they get their hands raised triumphantly by uh, fucking Mark Curtis. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it's, it's a, yeah, it's awesome match. Obviously it's short. It's like 11 minutes, but it's, I think it's made so much more special just because it's shot with a single camcorder by some maniac who probably still thinks it thinks it's all real. You yeah. know, um and then after like, this oh good yeah like buddy landell's ugly nephew who never got clued in yeah yeah they told him he was the nature boy um <laughs> <laughs> uh, i'm not sure what that joke means and i don't want to expand upon it because it might be kind of mean we might go down places yeah that i don't want to go down nature boy interesting um so after this al snow and another nature boy the unabomber um uh, wrestled the Rock and Roll Express in a cage match. The hilarious Smoky Mountain cage made of two by fours and fucking chicken wire. God, yeah. Um, so maybe we'll do that match one day. I bet it's good. It looked good the, from Unabomb the entrances. Unabomb is one of the least lousy periods of the Kane career. Is it Unabomb, not Unabomber? It's Unabomb, yeah. Interesting. This is all, I, I, I think at least most of it is before uh, they actually find out who Ted Kaczynski is. Right. Which is when he's at that his timeline, famous, really. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense, yeah. They assumed he looked like fucking Kane, but he looked like, you know, just a guy. He looked like his own version of a dirty white boy, let me tell you. Yeah, for sure. Um, oh, yeah. Smoky Mountain. Um, I guess, you know, we had done a Smoky Mountain match, kind of, because we did Kanemura versus Kevin Sullivan. Yeah. So, but this is, it's nice to actually get in and, and do some of these. Because um, it's, it's fun shit everybody it's should, such a fun promotion people should check it out um even if it's just like check out like fucking sean versus buddy landell from 95 sean michaels i should say i say sean i figured most yeah. people know uh but yeah sean michaels versus buddy landell that's a great match that's a great 95 sean match um and it's very accessible or watch the fucking the thrill seekers versus the heavenly bodies because that is also you know 
kind of a modernish tag team match that just you, hell you can just well i mean from that same shaw on and buddy uh the super bowl of wrestling you can just watch the al snow marty Jannetty match just oh yeah like, work great yeah and it's like yeah because they they had everything Cornette. i mean this is the last territory but it is maybe the first indie company too yeah that that's, is like, that's the thing yeah that like indie company that like got a national following yeah yeah ecw gets a lot of credit for that and ecw obviously it was an indie that sort of became a national company kinda uh kinda you know yeah. <laughs> uh, wiggling my hand on a, a horizontal plane um no i uh i i would love to get back and do some more we got to do tony uh tony anthony and and tracy in the chain match that's a fucking aw- fucking awesome match um and some bullet bob old man bullet bob shit and steve bullet armstrong like there's like or not uh, scott armstrong not who's Steve. Steve Armstrong's a guy too, but um, yeah, he was. Um, he's 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 the fourth brother. Yeah, Scott. Scott after doesn't he lose the mask at some point and is no longer Dixie Dynamite? I think yeah. I forget how you have so, you have a uh, fucking you, and there's the um, the rock and rolls coming in. Um, yeah, the WCW uh, tr- which which we talked about, which was um. I want to say it's Eaton and the Heavenly Bodies versus Arn and the Rock and Rolls versus Fuller, Bunkhouse Buck, and Dutch. Yeah. That match rocks. Jimmy Golden. Jimmy Golden, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's the other thing is it's all the Continental guys there too. So it's fun. It's fun stuff. Um, and you get a – you get they, they really – you know, it's Cornette, so he really cares about the history of wrestling. And they – you know, it feels like uh, a thing that's that's building on, you know – decades of history um except it's just kind of you know <laughs> it can't compete with the big leagues and it never tries to it's it's very quaint and sort of its own thing so it's nice um so we're going to take a little break and we'll come back for the uswa portion um we're heading west everybody yeah we're heading west. we're heading assault <laughs> we're heading like 200 miles west. Yeah, it's like it's like a four and a half, yeah, I was thinking four and a half hour drive, five hour drive from yeah. I don't know. I've never been to I've never been to the Carolinas. Yeah, from yeah, like well, Knoxville to Memphis, that's probably like three hours. Oh so. yeah, that's three hours. Oh yeah, for sure. Tanner could do that drive without even fucking stopping for a piss and a gas station. Yeah. Bring it on, bring it on. Where's the competition? I'm Whoopi D and I'm about to start dissing. The King Jerry Lawler, what a good place to start. Go watch the big game, nothing but a mark. Yeah, you heard me. Now what you gonna do? Not a thing but get Jack. Sit down, fool, and Jeff Jarrett. Boy, you think you're so hot. You bleach blind, so you jump punks with his eye. Now, Jesse Ice, are you ready? It's your time to start rocking the mic and put an end to the rhyme. Up, up, and away. Here I go. The Mac Daddy Jason Ice Cold taking control. I'll slam you. I'll ram you. I'll show you the deal. Give it up. Danny Davis put you over the hill. Are you an eagle? A nightmare? Who are you, G? How about a straight up honky? Sounds good to me. Richard Lee, to you and your pet poodles. Look at yourself. Eating kick a poodle. Ha <laughs> Good punches are the foundation of good wrestling as far as the two of us are concerned, really. So. Well, it became very apparent early on in this show that we kept saying that there were good punches and then we just kept laughing after a while that it was like the main thing we kept saying <laughs> um but yes you are absolutely correct it is arguably the most important thing if, if you don't have a good punch then you have to have some other good strike to fill in um and it better be a damn good strike because punches are good yeah um welcome back to wrestling is gross um 
We're going to jump into the, the USWA section now. Uh, USWA stands for what exactly? <laughs> the United States Wrestling Association. Association. Okay. Um, and this is just the Memphis Territory basically transformed in, into a new name. Did the, the, the merger with, uh, with Texas, with, with uh, World Class, is that when they changed it to USWA? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So there was USWA Texas and there was USWA Memphis at the same time? Is that right? Yeah, okay. yeah, definitely. Like in ninety, I want to say the official change in name is eighty nine. Maybe it's around when uh, Lawler and Kerry are feuding for the AWA belt, right? And there's just because at some point it, like the CWA name stops really making a ton of sense, especially because, like, what, especially if you're like jerry jarrett and the gang looking around you start to realize what exactly is our territory going to be yeah and like so do we want to be a national promotion or not even if we are still centered in memphis with like nashville and louisville and so forth being our hubs uh fucking uh the tri-cities um yeah i can't think of the fucking name um but they Evansville, yeah, Evansville, that, sure. There's sure. so many fucking Vills. Evansville is where all the TV came from. Where like a lot of the uh, the Memphis TV that we have, it was yeah. ta- it was the Evansville feed because the guy who had a VCR and taped all of it was in Evansville, apparently. Yeah, thank um, God for weirdo in Evansville. Yeah, whoever I'm that not was. Even sh- yeah. yeah, like it's yeah, funny. like Owensboro, all these weird places, yeah. like like um, because like we. Uh, we I accidentally fought, and we will probably end up doing this match, but uh, that we were going to do the concession stand brawl for oh, right. okay. Kennett, Missouri. And, man, I had a lot of riffs Kennett, on Missouri. Kennett, Missouri. Oh. Of, you know what? I'm going to save them. That's all right. Well, yeah, put put that put that in the in the in the back of the in the reference there. Um, this is Jeff Jarrett and Jerry Lawler versus the Moondogs, USWA. Is it January 25th? 20... I think that sounds right. Yeah. That's the date of the TV that this is on, at least. Um, I'll figure that out in a second here. It's Moondog Spot and Moondog Spike. Now, Moondog Spot, we, I, we've, we've, is, is uh, Larry Latham, right? Yeah. Is that right? God damn it. This is so hard. <laughs> Moondogs. Look up. Oh, that's not. Moondogs is also not just a wrestling thing, I guess. Um. Let's see here. Moondog Maine, of course. Moondog Hawkins became Moondog Rex. Let's see here. And then in the eighties, is this the same team that was that feuded with the Fabulous Ones? Because those matches think, are fucking wild. I think so. I, this to me, Spike and Spot becomes the, um, like the def- definitional Moondogs team. Right. Well, there was also uh, Moondog Cujo, which was Cousin Junior from the WWF <laughs> Rock and Wrestling era. That's kind of clever. Which is funny. Uh, yeah, Cujo, yeah. Uh, and then also there was uh, uh, Moondog Fifi, uh, who was a, a lady <laughs> um, who, I had who, who one, feuded I had, with Miss Texas, of course. I had one um, in here, like one video that was... Big black dog teams with uh, the moon. I'm like, I'm not going to investigate that. Big black dog. Yeah, I don't. That that is that. Yeah, that is not a. There's no citation there, and there's no link to who the big black dog is. Um, it, it, they would they would later feud with them though. So 
<laughs> Couldn't have been together for long. Um, yeah, I can't figure out exactly. So who's who's Moondog Spike? Who? What's let's see here. Moondog Spike. What's his What's his name? Bill something Smith. Okay, so he's he, he wasn't famous for another character then, right? Bill Smithson. Bill Smithson. Smithson. Yeah, yeah. Dizzy Golden. So he was part of the. He was probably a gimmick care cousin of uh, of Jimmy and the Fullers. Jimmy, yeah. yeah, yeah, and then. Makes like sense. they they're in um, uh, Spike and Spot are in uh, the uh, are in CMLL together as uh, Los oh, Cannibales. Sure. sure, yeah, yeah, of course. I've uh, heard of that. I've never. I don't know. Is there footage of that, or is that just a thing we all know? Kind of. I think that's more like one of those things we've like heard. I, there's got to be something though. This is great. All right, so the USWA World Tag Team Championship has been held 14 times by configurations of the Moon Dogs. And I'm going to give you the numbers, the totals here. Hell uh, yeah. Uh, four-time champion Splat and Spot. Three-times champion Spike and Spot. Three-times champion Rex and Spot. Two-time champion Cujo and Spike. One-time champion Cujo and Spot. One-time champions Rover and Spot. And one-time USW Women's, a- Women's Champion Fifi. So there you go. <laughs> Rex and Spot also won the double-double-C championships. Um, and I guess... Technically, we're the WWF Tag Team Champions. The Moondogs were? What? (laughs) Where the hell is that? I think it might be Rex and and, uh, Spot that is, like, the one from the... That's, yeah. Yeah, because Rex is, like... God damn it. It's There's so many versions of the Moondogs. Yeah, they beat Martell and Gurria for the tag titles. That feels like something that happened, but also, like, something that you made up. Yeah, no, that, that's ridiculous. That's so funny. <laughs> so that was that was Moondog Rex and Moondog King, of course. <laughs> King yeah. Moondog King was Sailor White, who's like a name that I've seen before. Yeah, it's like one of those seventies cool guys. Of Otto Vons. Yeah. Oh, really? That's great. Yeah, he had a cool one of Otto. <laughs> oh, Among Us. I think you had a good match with Otto once upon a time. I fucking hope I did. Yeah. I was drunk. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sean Oliver asked me on the shoot, what about Otto Vons? What Dick. Do you think? Uh, did you see that motherfucker? He was so sweaty. And I'm a sweaty bitch, but goddamn, pal. <laughs> oh, man. That's that's one of those. That's the footage that they got on Earth. You versus Otto Vons yes. from 87. Um, let's see here. All right, so this, is, this was the uh, fucking Wrestling Observer Newsletter. Ever heard of it? Feud of the Year, 1992, um, which I find hilarious that Dave was just like, yeah, it's undeniable. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. Six like, stars. <laughs> it's weird to remember that, that, that the Observer used to, like, be weird. Yeah, I, yeah. It used to be pretty weird. I mean, wrestling in 92 is weird. You know, this is like right before the steroids shit all starts, all starts popping off. And, you know, I think steroids actually became illegal like five days before this match. Right? <laughs> Isn't it? It's like it's January 20th, 1992 or some shit. Um, maybe it's 91, actually. I might have that wrong. But anyways, it's a weird time for wrestling. And, you know, uh, he was – Meltzer was like deep in the shit. Like he was going to Mexico and shit this time. You know, he's there for famously the star of death or whatever the fuck, you know, like he's he's down there and hanging out with Conan and shit. And at the same time, he's like, yeah, the Moondogs were great. So I don't yeah, know. Yeah, like he 
I mean, I he's like Dave. Watching... I'm, I'm pro Dave Meltzer. I'm but... pro Dave, even though he's an absurd man and yeah, he's fun to make ridiculous. Fun of yeah, that's what he's our, he he's he's like the Washington of pro wrestling, except about the slave ownership. Oh sure, okay. Yeah, I think that makes sense. I think it. I'm not going to check my sources it's... on that. Yeah, it's like fifty-one percent makes sense. <laughs> um, the. Uh... Yeah, just 92. What else is the big feud in 92? Like, he, he took this over Jumbo and Masala or whatever. Like, I don't know. Is that uh, still... Flair Savage. Flair Savage. That's a big feud. Absolutely. Um, yeah, I guess there's not a whole lot of long-running feuds throughout the year except for that one. Um, what's... Yeah. Fucking Sting versus the Dangerous Alliance. Like... Yeah, that... I mean... Sting versus Rude, although they never actually had, like, the match or whatever. Sting Vader, to an extent. It... That, it heats up. I would and, call, yeah, I would yeah. call that – though you wouldn't have the Starcade match oh, because sorry, that's when they were still doing the uh, uh, fucking – Battle Bowl. Lethal yeah, Lottery. They, you wouldn't have the Starcade match from 92 because the, the that's when they were still doing the uh, December to November calendar for awards. Oh, 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 oh sure, sure, sure. I forget. Why I always do, forget about just, that. Uh, yeah, it's it's fun to remember weird stuff like that. <laughs> was, just like, Meltzer's a weird guy. Happen? He's a weird guy. They got rid of that like four years ago. I know. It was still going until very recently. I remember people on like fucking PWO and DVDVR like saying, well, I, I use Meltzer's calendar. So actually this Koji Kanemoto versus Hayato Fujita Jr. counts as a next year match. <laughs> what are you talking about? What is wrong with you? I love uh, to use the lunar calendar for when I'm talking about, you know, and – you know, this just didn't. This has been know. going on forever, though, with like with fucking uh, movie release dates and shit. Like, if oh it's yeah, a festival date versus a U.S. release date. People are anal about that. Who fucking cares? Yeah, yeah. I just like I look at Letterboxd and I, I just like to see that the posters look good in order. Yeah, for sure. I and just, I gotta I get the, go I gotta get that goddamn Shiva baby p- poster off my fucking front page. Oh, I gotta yeah, watch some should, more recent stuff. You should do that. Um, I don't go on that. I don't use that app anymore. It's uh, probably for the I'm best. Not, I'm not even logging the movies I'm watching. You believe that? Nah, yeah, that's fine. Hate it. Hate it. Fucking Oppenheimer and Barbie fucking just sucked the life out of any no, any, yeah. any cinephile I had left in me is over. It's gone now. I get it. Yeah, I just I just <laughs> want to watch I just want to watch like 90s e- trash crime movies. Abel Ferrara. Enemans Donut Seagal, and I yeah. mean, yeah, what? I'll just give it two stars, and but yeah, you know it's what? still it's, it's still only a five out of ten or whatever. But I had a great time watching Trespass or whatever the fuck, you know? Oh, Trespass Whips, yeah, it's a great five out of ten. Um, yeah, so all right, let's do the match here. Here we go. Um, so this begins with Lawler and Jarrett throwing weapons in the ring. There's a chair and a trash can. Um, they trash wail- can shaped like a torpedo. Yeah, it's a great trash can. Uh, they wail on the dogs. Lawler has some like metal grate that he throws at one of the dogs, and uh, then he also kind of grinds it into one of the dogs' head later on. It's like yeah. a, I don't know. It's like a just a you know something you a rack that you cook something on. Yeah, you grill uh, do- hot dogs. on yeah, maybe yeah. that's the idea. You grill. Oh, he's grilling, grilling the dog. dogs. Oh yeah, that's great. <laughs> that's some very Lawler humor. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yes, it is actually. Um, uh, that's that's the kind of humor that comes up with, like with a person who doesn't drink. They just kind of this is what they get into um, puns. <laughs> the joke book. Um, the uh, it's total chaos. This whole thing. Um, 
Jeff and Spike are uh, early on. They're uh, they're fighting in the ring. Uh, Spike gets thrown over the top of the floor, and Lawler throws a chair at their at the Moon Dogs manager Richard Lee. Um, and then Jeff and Spike stand on the timekeeper's table fighting. They don't bump onto it. Um, but back on the floor, Jarrett does pick up the entire table over his head. It looks really heavy and he throws it at Spike. Um, and then on the other side of the ring, Lawler's digging that great thing in <laughs> the moon dog's head. Um, and then what Jarrett picks up that big ornate ring bell that I guess, I guess I just never really paid attention to because now yeah oh yeah like that bell is crazy we saw it in the fucking funk match uh we'll see it in the next match yeah the lawler cherry funk match i talked about it then and it's in this and then it's in the next match too it's crazy it literally looks like a dumbbell or something it looks like sort of like a trophy or something it does it looks it's like art deco or something yeah 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 i can find a picture of it at some point um find at least a, a still that i could pause or whatever screenshot um the, uh, the the cameraman for this is it is this is again one person, um, and he is just alone on the apron, a fucking hero, <laughs> just pointing down at the brawling moon moon dogs and fucking Memphis royalty on the floor, just directly beneath him. Um, and Jared's incredible here, fiery baby face. Vengeful. Oh man, there's this one where you're. You, where he's just like an, he seems like he's like two inches away from the camera, and he throws something right on top of one of the moon dogs, and it it's is fucking, it looks more violent than uh, the fucking VCR from Necrotobi. Or something, <laughs> yeah, you know? it's as nasty as any. It's like so. This is like one of those where this is not a perfect situation, but you get moments that are beyond perfection. Yeah, because it's just like well shit just like that shouldn't be done but it was and it was so awesome that uh like 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 there's no classical presentation it's just one guy on the standing on the top on on the apron and then sometimes we get cuts to the other side of the ring and sometimes we get are there cuts to the other side okay i wasn't sure if there were actually two cameramen or not i wasn't sure no there's only one i mean but i should say that i should say that the he's that the camera, the camera operator moves the camera from oh, one sure. side okay, of the okay. ring to the other. Sure. So yeah, it's like it's like move from one side of the action to the other. Oh, uh, Bucky, what did you think about the Red Man Wrestling Challenge uh, <laughs> logo in the middle of the ring? I didn't know what that was. I had hard. I, I I was able to make it out and I wrote it down, but I don't know what Red Man Wrestling Challenge is. I, exactly. I, the wrestling challenge element of it, I'm I'm interested. I don't know. I know Red Man was like a chewing tobacco brand. Now, if it was oh. like classic, if it was like Chaw. Or like dipping, I don't know the difference. Red man. I'm not. Okay. I'm not an I know. I know what you're talking about. I can see the logo tobacco. now, and I, I didn't make yeah. the connection. That that's what that was, but now, yeah, of course. Yeah, what if it was like a tough guy competition or something? Yeah, it's very funny. Uh, uh, the uh, not, not for the racism, but for like the the hickness. Oh, red man, of course. Wait, okay. no, yeah, yeah, okay. <laughs> no, it's bad. Yeah, it is bad. Um, Spot picks up that heavy fucking table, throws it into the ring, um, and we're, this table is also. <laughs> Is it the same table in the next match? We'll talk about it. There's an entirely decent chance. <laughs> All right. So this fucking heavy-ass table, the timekeeper table, they keep calling it. Um, they throws it in the ring. And then uh, from in the ring, Lawler throws a trash can out and hits Spot in the head with it. <laughs> and he, like, kind of – he doesn't really sell it. He's like, what the fuck was that? Like, he like like, like he got bit or something. Um, Spot's in the ring now with Jared at the timekeeper table. Solid wood. We're talking – you know, thick wood surface, solid wooden legs, like one piece. 
you know, it's not one piece, but it's like, it's like, it's fucking solid, you know? Um, it's leaned on the middle of the ring ropes and spot gets thrown into it and, uh, bumps sort of flat. And then the table bounces off the ring ropes, rebounds, lands heavily onto spot, which is awesome. Um, Lawler chases Richard Lee around the ring, but gets cut off by one of the dogs. Um, and just like, again, this is all like this guy is the, the cameraman is shooting a spot in the ring and then turning and looking down behind him and catching Lawler running around with a chair and sort of spins. And he's just trying to capture all of it. This fucking this freak on the fucking apron. This cameraman is amazing. we got two really great cameramen in this episode. Um, oh, yeah, this is yeah, this this is special shit. This is uh, like this is a forerunner to like the lucha brawl like brawling of uh like the uh 2010s that we get sure. in its own weird like okay well you're just gonna get what you get and but it's not like just the hard cam yeah well this is a lot like that uh i mean i think it's a couple cameras in the in the in the fmw uh the uh onita goto versus dragon master and karisu match from april lot, 1990 like that, i think yeah. that's two cameras but it's still this is it's a chaotic energy very similar where they're right up in it um and a lot of shooting people from the apron which i was like um they uh let's see here i kind of lost where i was in my notes all right so lawler um so all right so yeah that's that is the thing also is you get like it, it is crazy you'll see like one dog in the ring choking Jarrett in the foreground in the background the other dog is brawling with Lawler and he's keeping it all in the frame that's the other thing is he's keep he's really the cameraman is orchestrating a really nice frame in this match Oh yeah no um it's a it's like Conrad L Hall level of framing um Lawler seems to get a cowboy boot from someone in the audience and begins beating the shit out of spot with it. And then he <laughs> kindly tosses it back to the crowd. Um, I like that. Yeah. <laughs> Short lived cool. comeback. He gets fucking hit with a chair immediately after. And the dogs are like firmly in control. We enter the well, every s- chair shot in this match is disgusting. For yeah. The oh yeah. They're all gross. And there's people protecting themselves on some shots to the head, but not all of them. It's, it's intense. It's pretty different from the, the SMW match, the, the Gangsters versus Thugs match, where the, the weapon shots were kind of an afterthought. Mm-hmm. This one, the energy is ma- – like, that one had the energy but didn't have the impact. This one has it all. This is oh, way, yeah. way closer to just an out-and-out fucking crazy brawl. Um, they uh, This is where it splits. This We go to the second video on YouTube because this was posted by Pop Culture Stew 13 years ago, back before you could post <laughs> 10 minutes, uh, more than 10 minutes on YouTube in a single file. So shouts out to Pop Culture Stew. Great channel. Um, Great channel. Jarrett hits the uh, jumping off the apron chair shot to, the, to Spike, uh, Masato Tanaka style. He does it twice, I think. Um, it's just incredible. Like, everything's so chaotic, but it's also, like, super tight. They're all hitting their marks with just, like, you know, precision while making it all look so fucking utterly frantic. Um, Spike threatens to throw a chair from the ring into the audience and he's so, cra- <laughs> he's so crazy that they believe it and you see fans duck for cover because they're so fucking crazy. Like, he, of course he wasn't going to throw a chair in the audience, but they fucking believed him. Um, and then the, you know, the other thing about this match that I noticed was they, they like prop a chair up against the ropes, Lawler gets sent into it, prop the table up against the wa- ropes in the corner, people getting sent into it. It's very... Very cutting edge stuff for '92, for January '92 oh, yeah. to prop a weapon in the corner to get some for someone to get whipped into. That's cutting edge. No, um, it absolutely is. Like, who was the first person who figured out that a steel chair turned sideways would fit perfectly between the top and middle rope? Who was the first person to figure that out? I, you know, 
because they are a genius and it credits their kind. Because um, that, you know, you didn't see it before, like, around this time. No, no, because it's just, like... Well, well, like, I guess, like, we were still operating with, like, the heavy wooden chairs where, like, you only have – you're not even thinking about breaking the seat on those chairs. You're just thinking about breaking the top. Right. Well, and the steel chairs then were really heavy too and often you'd find the padded ones and, you know, they refined all this obviously. But it's uh, it's funny to see where it started. And this is, like, where it started, you know. I mean it always comes back to Memphis when it comes to talking about the beginning of modern hardcore wrestling. It always yeah. comes back to Memphis. Um, and it's, you know, it shows here. This is this is a modernization of the same shit they were doing 10 years before. Um, except now it's it's Jerry's son and wrestling with, you know, like Jerry Jarrett's son, you know? Yeah. Um, but it's still the same Moondogs. It's still Lawler. Like, it's awesome. Um, let's see here. They, uh, they, uh, the Lawler blocks a Moondog punch by putting a steel chair in front of his own face. That's good. Um, Jarrett goes nuts. Jarrett's, Jarrett gets this chair that has the words rip Jeff Jarrett on it. Hell yeah. And he starts going nuts on the dogs. He takes the referee out with the chair, which Love I didn't. that. I mean, honestly, he was just getting in the fucking way this whole time. No one went for a single pinfall in the entire match. Uh, no one wanted to win. It was just about blood. It's just about fucking the other guys up. Like, that's yeah. what this match was. They, I don't know if it's... Uh... Isn't Randy Hills on commentary with Corey Macklin? It doesn't matter. But one of them says, well, that's a fine. And it's like, I, I don't think they give a shit, bro. I guess that makes sense that it was. Yeah, that right. Yeah, that's a fine. That makes sense that it was. I, I guess in my head it was. I thought maybe it was Eddie Marlin since he gets in the ring afterwards. Um, but I don't really. He probably sounded quite a bit older then. Um, yeah. I also kind of just thought it was Corey by himself. I think it might have been Corey by himself. I'm... But it's also the next match is largely Corey by himself with inter- interjections from Lance because I believe they only have one microphone to use. Yeah, then we get some <laughs> real indignant Lance by the – we're going to talk about some Yeah, that's, a, that's good stuff. Um, yeah, Lawler uh, – so they there's a second ref comes in, gets chair-shotted by a moondog this time. They throw Lawler to the crowd and beat on Jarrett in the ring. And this is where Lawler just ditches Jarrett. And I was like, what the fuck? I know. I uh, thought the same thing. Which I, like, I mean, I knew wow, something just had fucked to be off. Yeah, I, something obviously had to be coming, but it was just like, oh, that's weird. It was weird that the camera showed it. That was a, that was a mistake. They should have just he should have just disappeared and come back. And you, when he comes back, and it's you didn't realize he's been gone this time. Um, Eddie Marlin gets in the ring. Eddie Marlin is uh, uh, Jerry Jarrett's father-in-law. Is yes. That correct? Um, so Jarrett's grandfather on his mother's side, uh, Eddie Marlin, who was a good wrestler too. Um. As far as I understand, right? Cowboy boot match. Uh, the yeah. cowboy mo- boot match. Tommy Gilbert, which is Eddie and Doug's Gilbert, Doug Gilbert's dad. Am I? Do I I'm getting all this right. Yes. Okay. Yes. Uh, Eddie and Eddie and Doug Gilbert's dad, Tommy Gilbert, was like one of the main referees for the Memphis territory in the '80s, um, but was also a great wrestler in the '50s and '60s, I guess. Um, and there's a match from I believe it's 1988, the cowboy boot match between Eddie Marlin, which is Jeff Jarrett's grandfather, and Tommy Gilbert, um, and it's. At- they're both in their late fifties and they're both and they, but they, they look older. They look other. like they're about 70. Yeah, like. People, people don't like, like sting is in his sixties and you know what? Sting looks like he could be in his forties compared to these fucking guys. Absolutely. Yeah. Sting, sting's incredible. Um, wrinkly old balls two coming soon. Start working on that one. Uh, wrinkly old balls two. I don't know if people, <laughs> I don't know if anybody remembers that episode, but it's a show where we, uh, discuss matches with people who are very old. Yep. Um, so they, uh, so yeah, they, they, 
beat on Eddie Marlin for a minute. Uh, you know, he gets bumped. Lawler comes back. This this is the thing. Lawler, Lawler comes back, sneaks up on Richard Lee, and delivers a fucking fireball. It's a great um, fireball. It's a really good one. Um, it gets in the ring. They run off the Moon Dogs, and and it um, it fades to uh, back to the studio briefly, and uh, and sort of the end of the segment. And they throw it a commercial um, and show like a little girl in the studio audience just sitting there on her parents' lap, and they play the music. Um, and I'm gonna I'm gonna try to do it. It goes, and to think that that child that just excellent. thank you so much. I've seen a lot of Memphis TV. That, <laughs> that child just watched on a screen in the studio that match, and There's then I psychopaths ripping each other apart. And then I guess because the next segment in the playlist, I'm assuming is the same episode of TV. Richard Lee coming out dressed as like a a mummy with bandages all over his face crying during his promo that jerry lawler left him scarred for life <laughs> so shouts out to that little girl shouts out to memphis Corey mac Corey macklin dave brown lance russell all the guys um god it's so i'm so glad we finally made it back here oh memphis memphis is uh it's it's the it's the home away from home yeah sure is um, and we're going to finish there, um, with our main event time, main event time. It's PG 13 versus the rock and roll express. And this is from USWA and I'm going to find a date on this. Yeah. Um, I could not, don't, don't try Stricker's website. Obviously I don't think I could find anything on wrestling data that seemed accurate, but I, who could say? Yeah. Um, I think there is a thread on this match on PWO. I wouldn't be surprised. I um, so. so I will. I will so look. Rocks. I will look there in a bit. Um, but this is uh, this is a Texas death match from the Mid South Coliseum, um, and this is part of the Smoky Mountain versus USWA uh, interpromotional angle that is happening concurrently with like stars from both companies getting spots in WWF, mostly as you know lower card guys. Um. This is the audio for this one is also in only one channel. <laughs> yep. Um, and I think it's also shot with one camera, right? Yeah, I yeah. think it is. It's just, and. But there's commentary for some reason. We, there's commentary, and um, we get a decent amount of the camera operator going from apron to floor. Yeah, he's, he's mobile. And there is also one n- significant cut in the match. Um, but it, I don't think it only cuts about 10 seconds out, I think. But, I don't think it's a big deal. Yeah. yeah. Um, so we have here we have Mark Curtis back playing heel referee and valet for the Smoky Mountain Wrestling troupe because um, he was a good promo, this referee, um, and obviously was probably partially booking a lot of the stuff. And um, he was feuding himself with Randy Hales, I believe. Right. Yes. And uh, maybe threw a fireball at Randy Hales. I feel nope. like that sounds right. I don't know. I know Randy Hales took a fireball at some point in one of these things. Um so this is uh this is heel rock and roll express which I don't is what hmm. it's about as weird as things get. I mean, when else are they heels? Uh, when WWF else? Ninety eight. WWF ninety eight. It's part of the NWA. Uh, I guess. Cornette. Yeah. Are they not playing face in those matches? Who no, are they, they're who are they wrestling. Oh man. Uh they're wrestling like Bart and uh, Billy. 
or not? No, no. wait. Are, who, who, when, when they're wrestling like the Headbangers and Bradshaw bef- uh, after uh, fucking Barry Windham turns on him and shit. Oh man, that's so funny. That fucking the B shows of the Attitude Era. Yeah, like, like this the very strange NWA invasion angle, which nobody will say was an NWO joke. Like everybody just like Russo, right. like, bro, I just wanted that. I just wanted something for Jim to do. And I thought yeah. this would be fun. You can manage seven. Yeah, manage his guys. We could create a new fucking Midnight Express for him. And Cornell, I fucking didn't like that because I didn't like Billy and Barnett. <laughs> I thought maybe they're both talented. Barn, 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 they're talented wrestlers, but it just didn't work. They, they weren't like the Stan and Bobby or Dennis and Bobby or any of those combinations. So it just wasn't any fun for me. And he just did this to make me look like an asshole. <laughs> he's he's gotten smaller and farther away. It sounds like Cornette is shrinking when you do him. He's he's like he's he's getting <laughs> they're closing the lid on him. <laughs> yeah, bro, Rob bro. Bryden, tiny bye man bye. in a box. <laughs> bye bye. <laughs> bye bye. <laughs> night night, Jimmy. Night night. I listen. We're gonna put you in a jaw. <laughs> What the hell kind of jar is this? There's not even any plant life for me. Oh, little George Cornette in a jar with a leaf. Just, I yeah. just want a leaf. Nice little mattress of a leaf to sleep on. You son of a bitch. Yes, yeah, good. I'm going to piss on your grave. And you know what? It's going to be real easy because nobody's even going to know why I did it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's Jim Cornette um, in a jar. <laughs> Shrunk down. Uh, all right. So <laughs> Jamie and Wolfie uh, attack or Jamie, JC, JC Ice and Wolfie D, the PG thirteen. What's Wolfie D's name? Uh he was. What he also wrestled as a uh, Slash Slash from the Disciples from, of the New Church, right? And shit right, like right. that, yeah. But he's but he's not Slash Venom because that's Flash Flanagan. That is Flash Flanagan. See, I always got this mixed up. Okay, I want to say Flash Flanagan as part of the Disciples of the New Church. Right, I know. Oh, Cobain, of course. Right, yeah. Yes, Great. there's so many names. I love the idea. It was just like uh, you know, get James Vandebrand or Van Hildebrand or whatever the fuck his name is. What's his name? Van, uh, James Vandeberg. Vandeberg. Oh, Brian Hildebrand. I'm getting them mixed up. James James Vandeberg. Get him in and just give him a bunch of guys from fucking. You know, USWA. <laughs> just like... And Crowbar. And Crowbar, yeah. Um, so this is, yeah, this is heel rock and roll, and this is a Texas death match. Um, Jamie, JC Ice and Wolfie D attack from behind uh, and clear the the rock and rolls from the ring uh, with a, a, a pair of hubcaps, which is a great weapon that they never gets like used. They look like they came off of a gold Cadillac or yeah, something. Yeah, they're perfect. Um Rock and Rolls leave Mark Curtis alone in the ring, and they just beat the shit out of poor Mark Curtis. <laughs> Rock and Roll is like playing on the floor, acting like they want to get back in, but it's just too dangerous. And just they just beat the shit out of this shitty referee. And I'm surprised uh, he didn't blade, honestly. Oh, yeah. I think they are great heels. We have more heel oh, Ricky God. because we have Richard Morton and stuff sure. like that. But- I think, uh, but he I was never sinister in that. Like he is yeah, here. Like this a is little crazy. weaselly fuck. Like, yeah. and I love Robert too. Robert is such a dismissive fucker. 
Yeah, for sure. There's a powder shot later in the match where he couldn't have given any less. Oh, it's shit. so and it's in so the nonchalant. best way where he's just like, I oh my fucking god, hate. it's like, nope, get the oh fuck out of the way, fucker. All right, so first of all, um, this match basically starts with a powder shot. Um, all right, so Wolfie Wolfie yells on the microphone that they promised Randy Hales they'd beat the shit out of Mark Curtis. Um, so that's nice, and uh, and so they, they they start the match proper. Ricky Morton goes for a sunset flip on D on Dundee, as you do when you're Ricky Morton, you go for the sunset flip. Um, and Dundee, having seen Ricky Morton matches in his time, I keep saying Dundee, JC Ice, Jamie JC Dundee, Ice. Uh, JC Ice has seen a few Ricky Morton matches and he knows the fucking score and he's got powder in his hand and he throws the powder in Ricky's face from about a six inches away, <laughs> just from above too, just dumps it on his face. I've never seen, I've, first of all, I don't think I've ever seen anybody take a face full of powder while lying on their back. That's fucking crazy. It is. Um, that's like, that's, that's antiquing from CKY. Like that's, that's some whole other shit. Um, th- just throw in the to, to fucking block a sunset flip by one of the the foremost sunset flippers of our time, Ricky Morton, with a fucking a, fistful of powder. A fucking powder shot. Uh, it rocks. It's There's, so good. This is a different match. Yeah. This is a. <laughs> this gets the that, first fall too. That's that the powder powder gets the fall, um, which I love. And then they yeah. they got the thirty second rest period, um, which is a. Texas deathmatch thing that mostly is recognized in Memphis, but also I think in when they did them in WCW in the early nineties. Yeah, yeah. Um, Cactus Jack versus Vader. Yeah, I guess that's the one I'm thinking of. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, they. uh, That's the classic. Yeah, that's yeah. It's a fucking crazy match. Um, they uh, you know, he's got time to remove the powder from his eyes or whatever, right? Um, 30 second rest period, then a 10 second count. If you can't get up to your feet by the 10 second count, then the match is over. Um, on the floor. And this, of course, this rule is mostly set in place for the heels to break later on. In most cases of Texas, uh, Texas death matches, the 30 second rest period is there so that the heel can break that rule and, you know, to get heat later in the match. It's not what happens here, but that is... I think the reason that exists yeah. mostly um, is for storytelling. Um, not so they can actually rest. Come on, just grab, grab a headlock if you want to rest. Come on. Um, yeah, 40 seconds of doing nothing? Yeah. That's, that's a lot of time. Yeah, that's when you – yeah, just get a nerf hold. Uh, <laughs> just grab a bear hug, dude. Um, on the floor, JC Ice takes Morton out uh, uh, and uh, pins him on the floor, right? Yeah. I guess I guess we see Wolfie – uh, fighting with Robert Robert Gibson in the ring when we hear that Ricky Morton has been pinned on the floor, and that's the second fall. He hits him uh, with the ring bell, so that's why we can't. Uh, there's no. Oh, ring that's where bell he hits him with it. the bell. Okay, yeah, he yeah. hits him with that big heavy ring bell, and this is yeah, and then he's busted the fuck open, right? Yep. Uh, Ricky Morton bleeds like maniac in this match, also, um, and he gets pinned a second time, and now he's so he's been pinned twice. He's been powdered and busted open. But if we know anything about Ricky Morton, it's that the more punishment he receives, the more dangerous he becomes. It's like one of those uh, characters in an RPG that, like, if you, you their hit points get low, they're they hit twice as hard. It's like a buff or whatever, you know, one of those things. Yeah, that's Ricky Morton. That's his shit. And this is man. This is that heel heel R and R. I yeah. I don't think I've ever seen anything like this. Uh, Ricky just looking downright sinister, wrapping a chain around his fist. And it is 
wonderful. I just couldn't, I couldn't believe how evil he looked. Um, oh, this, yeah. This is where I realized Lance and Corey seem to be sharing a single microphone to do commentary. Because <laughs> <laughs> Lance finally uh, – like Lance had done the, the opening intros, but he hadn't said anything. Um, Morton sends Wolfie over the top, and Lance reminds us that this is this is a, a a DQ match, a no DQ match, so that that's not a that's not a disqualification in this match. And I'm sorry, were they still disqualifying people for getting thrown over the top rope for throwing people over the top rope in '95 in Memphis? I wouldn't be surprised. That's ridiculous. Yeah, I mean it rocks. I mean obviously, but um, there's a reason they stopped doing that. It was because it was associated with like the worst finishes of the era. Right. But yeah, it was like the corniest thing in the world. Yeah. yeah. Um, so funny. So fucking funny. Um, that's how they should have rain speed Cody at this year's mania, by the way, dusty finish could be pretty funny. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they just have to reinstate the rule. Now do six months of solid storytelling and lead right to it. We'd all see it coming and we'd all eat it up. Um, I mean, I say we, I mean me and the other Vincels. Um, yep. the other people who like cinematic storytelling, you know, <laughs> um, so Wolfie gets busted open pretty good too here. Um, and, uh, Morton slams him on the table, uh, which we, the, 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 the timekeeper table, which we don't see, uh, but we do hear because the calamity is picked up on the commentary microphone that the two guys are sharing <laughs> as Wolfie just eats wood inches away from Corey and Lance. Um, oh, excuse me, uh, kicked the table. Um, similar to what I was just describing. Um, Dundee gets pinned inside the ring for the third fall. Um, and in the, in the rest period here, Ricky Morton has a big old bunch of powder and he dumps, he's got like two handfuls. Like he's drinking water out of a fucking basin, you know, <laughs> like <laughs> he's got two handfuls of powder and he just sort of dumps some of it into, into Robert's hands and they just wait for the rest period to be over. And they're just, they're just standing there with powder, like falling out of their hands. And then as soon as the rest period is over. Okay. Um, let's see here. As soon, <laughs> as soon as, I think, I think this is where, uh, Wolfie. Yeah. Wolfie gets back in the ring. Dundee's still on the ground. Uh, Wolfie gets back in the ring and, uh, <laughs> yeah, this is where Ricky throws the powder in, in, in Wolfie's eyes and Robert Morton does truly the most over it fucking powder throw I've ever seen, like into a guy that is not a threat to him. Like Dundee is already the most downtrodden, uh, your opponent could possibly be. And he's it's just truly, uh, poisoning the hungry, you know, like, it's just like. Just like, just like a little wrist flick, even. Yeah, maybe, I like dumb. call it <laughs> like throwing literal trash away. Um, hilarious. If Robert Robert Gibson doesn't do a whole lot in this match, that's like super worth noting. I mean, he's great in it, but that is is so funny. Just the sharing the powder. Ugh. Um, they knew a lot about sharing powder. Obviously. They did. They did know. You were correct about that. Um. They get that big, heavy timekeeping table in the ring. Um, and I swear to God, it's the same fucking table from the match from three years earlier. There's it's, like a, it's there's gotta like a be. 95% chance it's the same table. Yeah. If, the, the, it like looks Jerry the same. Jared took that table home and ate on it. Shit, <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah. That, so, he, all right. Th- there's two fucking hard DDTs on it, right? Um, that, that Wolfie hits on, on Ricky Morton. Um, and then Ricky, they, they flip it up and, uh, you know, 
uh, pin Wolfie behind the table. Ricky drop kicks the table into him, and that damn fucking table, that dastardly table, falls the same way it did on a Moondog Spike. It falls onto <laughs> Ricky's back, and Ricky's like, "What the fuck, dude?" <laughs> he looks pissed off afterwards. Um, and then Robert Gibson. Also, the other thing Robert Gibson does in this match, besides that powder spot, is that he keeps waving his hands in the air like Rocco Rock. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why and he keeps poking Ricky Morton and saying hey do this with me <laughs> and they're, so they're waving their arms like Rocco Rock uh, yeah oh, the public enemy as, as, as a heel team in Memphis why not it's so great it's so crazy it's a crazy idea I mean you know it, it had to be the, the promotional feud is the only way you could really make that work I think um, but it works, man. It fucking works. It's one of those lucha things where someone will just do like the most half-assed gesture you've ever seen without context, and then yeah. within context, it's like, "How fucking dare you like spit on my wife like that?" Yeah, For yeah. Me I mean, as, you know, the, these people are beloved. They're great performers. Obviously, the rock and roll. Um, I can see them just they just walk in and i you know again they still believe this shit here 95 but they're they're fucking this is where you could the kayfabe is as alive as it could possibly be anywhere in the world you know yeah right here uh maybe like those shows in africa or whatever you know <laughs> that like uh luke gallows talked about i think kayfabe is alive there too but that's about it um Robert Gibson waving his hair, hands in the air. That's great. Um, the, so the two DDTs onto the apron, the on, on, not onto the apron, onto the world's the, sturdiest table. table. Sorry, <laughs> that gets the fourth fall. Um, and then Mark Curtis is back with his head taped up, uh, <laughs> like like a cartoon. Yeah. Looks like Sylvester. <laughs> uh, he throws a bucket of water. <laughs> He throws a fucking bucket of water on Ricky Morton to revive him, which is one of the fucking stupidest things. It's funniest things. It's so great. Then another Memphis ref, Bill Rush, who I don't remember specifically, but they say his name twice in commentary. Bill Rush comes in, starts brawling with Mark Curtis. So you got two. Also a tiny little man, if I'm right. Yeah. Oh, they they were small. Both of them small, and it looked good. It was great to see them sort of trail off down the down the entryway fighting. I love when referees fight each other. It's the best thing in the world. Same. Um, it's fucking best. Um, so they uh, be- they go back onto the world's sturdiest table. Uh, Morton goes for a pile driver on it, but Bundy backdrop backdrops him off the table into the ring. Pretty big bump there. Um, and they get the hubcaps. They go fucking off on the R and R, and then Buddy Landell looking coked up. He looks like <laughs> he looks like someone's aunt who was like mummified in uh, the fucking Pompeii earthquake or something. That yeah, except, except she's here for Thanksgiving and she took a lot of Adderall. That's what he looks yep, like. Yep, that sounds like an aunt of mine. <laughs> yeah, yep. <laughs> oh, buddy. And buddy comes in uh, to do nothing except for he knocks the referee down uh, with an elbow and then takes one single happy little hubcap shot to the head, uh, misses by a fucking mile, goes to the floor where he will stand cordially and watch the rest of the match. Yeah, he's he's already blown up. Yeah, oh, he's tired. Um, presumably he worked, you know, on, on the show earlier. Um, he's got like a one of those tank tops that's just strings, basically, because he Ooh, cut yeah. his shit. It's probably from a gym. Um, Pink. He yeah. looks great. Yeah. Um, we get a pair of DDTs for the rock and rolls. A weird sort of fall where the ref just doesn't count looks like maybe 
he was waiting for Lawler to come out because Lawler comes out right after, starts to brawl with Landell. Um, which did we ever get a Lawler Landell match in the nineties? I don't know if we ever did. I'm not sure. Did we ever even get Landell Lawler singles in '86 though? I don't think we actually did that either. Uh, that's a, that's a good question. I don't remember it being like a big match. No, no, it's too bad. I love Buddy Landell. I love him to death. Great. Um, He's one of the one of the best wrestlers that I've never seen wrestle a great match. Kind of. I mean, I you know you know what I mean. Like he's been yeah. in great matches, but it's always like I know the guy's a great wrestler, and I bet I could have seen him wrestle a great match four nights out of the week in '85, but none of it was on tape. Nope. But you can tell. You can certainly tell by watching him that he was fucking mint. Good shit. Um. Let's see here. They uh, the PG thirteen hit a spike pile driver on Ricky Morton. He keeps sort of kicking out, and then this is when Tracy Smothers hits the ring and breaks uh, what appears to be a glass flask over the head and face of JC Ice. Like uh, you know, uh, he's got it on a, on like a, a coal miner's glove level of thing, like a mechanic's glove, to make sure he doesn't break it in his own hand, which is so funny. I did not notice that. That's interesting. Yeah, he's uh, it, he it's it breaks it's great he dances and humps the air a little bit while lance says that he's always known tracy to be an upstanding young man but this is you know i know he's on the smoky mountain side of this but i don't i still can't understand him doing a thing like this (laughs) yeah it's great it's great that's the finish of course uh they uh i think i think ricky gets the pin on on jamie dundee um they do the 30 second rest period as a, uh, as uh, Lance is just reading Tracy, the riot act and commentary. Um, and we get, and the referee TD steel TD steel, which is such a fucking good, ref very, name. very good ref name. Um, gives a very over the top, hilarious 10 count, uh, right over the face of JC ice like, for the finish. Trying to will him back to life. And it's like, Nope. Yeah. He's dead. He yeah. ain't coming back for right now. Yeah, Lawler and Wolfie are there trying to revive him too, but it's not happening. Um, and and Tracy cuts a little promo on you know on the whole thing, and that's that's uh and that's it. I mean that's that's uh weird. The heel rock and roll match. It's got to be seen to be believed because it's uh, oh yeah, they're they're such cocksuckers. It's, it's so cool. It's so cool, and you know it makes sense that they'd be able to just turn that turn around and do that after and all- then. Oh, sorry. No, you're, I was just say after all they've all they've done in their career and all the fucking all the great heels they've worked with, it makes sense then, that they would pick it up. And then they go back to being baby faces when they go to East Tennessee. So right, we of course. And there's all kinds of sh- like shenanigans from uh, our beloved uh, USWA because we're Team USWA now. Yeah. Well, luck of the draw. We saw these fuckers. So yeah. Root for them. Yeah, I feel like I feel like uh the PG thirteen such good baby faces in this match. It is really it is really wonderful. Um and it'd be it would be so, very hard to, to cheer for the other team. Even if rock and so, roll weren't being assholes. Yeah, such an underappreciated uh work team, PG thirteen. I told you that in a DM, but it's just true. Because it's like they have so little like because there's so little from the from the itself Coliseum, like from this time period. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, they're great. I they're, was so excited awesome. when I found this match. This this match was maybe the thing that that led me to actually. Uh, I think this is uploaded by like Wolfie D's daughter or something, or like his wife. That's funny. I could see it. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to figure out when it when it actually was. Um, if I can get the date on it, but 
that'll be in the notes, you know. Um, yeah. You know, just type the word Gibson into PWO and see what comes up. <laughs> no. Um, I don't know how to search this website anymore. I used to be able to do Oh, this. yeah. It's a pain in the ass. Is, is it this one? Is it Ivan Koloff and Crusher Khrushchev versus... No, that's not it. <laughs> that doesn't seem right. That's, a, that's um, about 10 years too early. Um, so I'll find the date on this match, maybe, and put it on the fucking show notes. But it's on YouTube. It's awesome. Um, and I'm going to make sure I include the link for... Um, the Smoky Mountain show that I uploaded to Google Drive too, because I don't think Jim Cornette's gonna be too mad about that. I mean, is that thing even for sale anymore? Like, I can't imagine. Yeah, you know. Um, but yeah, this is a uh, this is you know. Look, we did this is a two hour tight podcast. Um, we should do we should do some more of these four match slight well, topic shows. <laughs> yeah, just like this felt very the easy. Topic is good ass wrestling yeah we don't really have a narrative to push it's just that the matches are good and you should go watch them my, my and uh, the style is good blood in 90s new japan show you like that one i do like we're gonna do one. that one that's that's gonna be like this one where we finish it in like 135 minutes and we have a great time <laughs> yep um folks thank you for listening we are uh, at touching blood on the x app formerly known as twitter which is what they call it these days x app formerly known as twitter um touching blood on tiktok which i haven't been using but it's there um although i've i I think somehow it's been tied to my identity because of people have been following me not the guy whose name i've um but people from that i have not seen in years have followed the account or at least been suggested to me i'm not sure so I'm not sure what's going on there. I got to fix that. <laughs> um, we're wrestling is gross on Instagram. Send us an email. Wrestling is gross at gmail.com. Um, seriously, if anybody wants just to fucking have some shit read on the show, send us an email. I'm fucking, we, we're happy. Yeah. I don't we're know. Happy. I think, I think it'd be fun to do. I, I listen to a lot of podcasts where they read shit. Um, and it's been a thing on this show briefly in the past. Send, so. s- send us a poem. Send us a poem or uh, some pornography or just whatever you like, you know. Whatever works for you. Yeah. Um, and, uh, again, the DMs on the uh, Twitter account, XAP, formerly known as Twitter account, are open. So um, send yeah, us something there. And uh, we'll be back in – you know, we're going to be back for Thanksgiving with either the Carnage Cup or some other show that we fit in just because I like to release something – on that day and it's uh you know nine days away so (laughs) we'll figure it out you know yeah it'll be fun um so we'll do that and death to america death to america dude it's fucking had enough of it um enough of the shit mate had enough of the fucking shit genocide joe um, genocide joe <laughs> genocide joe is almost too cool of a name though i saw an fjb sticker today on a car oh. going so slow <laughs> when i was already kind of running late to get pearl to school on time and i was just There's... like buddy fucking if you only knew <laughs> yeah you it's like you you, you 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 hate him for the amateur hour reasons because yeah. like, you think he's a communist or something yeah i wish he fucking was yeah i wish he was um thanks for listening folks and we will be back soon and um it's it's always a pleasure and i'm you know what folks i'm sorry this one wasn't four hours i'm really sorry one day we'll get it just right we'll get it just right yeah whatever whatever just right is we'll find it (laughs) 